Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 55, Cobra de Aco. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, uh, Cobra de Aco. Yes, you'll find out what that means. Right. Well, maybe. Yeah. I'm not even sure I know what it means. I think it means bean dip. <laughs> ah, Cobra de Aco. Ah, Cobra de Aco. <laughs> Google Fritos. So, uh, how's things going? Good, good. Good. How you been? I've, I've been fine. Been good? I've been here. Been good, yeah. yeah. Getting ready for the holidays. Yeah, same here, same here. Or, screw it, we can say I'm getting ready for Christmas. For Christmas, yeah. At work, we have to say holidays. Got to be PC. Yeah. Here, we don't have to be. Neither one of us celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, right. so it's Christmas. But hey, if you do... Different strokes for different folks. More hey, power to you. Whatever. I just don't. I don't either. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas to the listeners out there. Absolutely. Feliz Navidad. And to them, happy Hanukkah, if that's what they celebrate. Yeah, or, or, or Merry Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, or, sure. Yeah. Or happy commercialization. Festivus for the rest of us, right. baby. Whatever it is. That's all I'm saying. Right. So, uh, some some things have been happening. Yeah, we had a really good uh, participation with our Toys for Tots yes. donation and campaign, so that was great. We received well over, I don't, I, didn't, I never tallied the full amount, I think it was like close to two million dollars. No, <laughs> well over one hundred twenty dollars. Well over fifty bucks. I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood one thirty ish or something like that. It was it was a, a lot. Yeah. Given the time that we put it out. Oh there. yeah, we put it on short notice. Yeah. Everyone stepped up. The one sketch that Robert donated sold for like sixty one dollars, which was Special awesome. Special thanks to Robert Atkins for donating those. That yeah. was very generous of you, sir. You are a honor scholar, gentleman. And uh, we. I did the shopping. Yes. And then you did the delivery. I dropped off, yes. We had, I believe, total 18 figures that we dropped off. Yeah. 
because photos are on Facebook. Yep, I bought seventeen of them with the money that was donated and, and contribution of my own. And I mean, a listener donated a figure. And then we had uh, yeah. Anthony donate a figure from when he won the prize package. Right. There was a figure. He says, "I don't really need this figure. If you if you'd like, uh, I'd be happy to donate it to your future Toys for Tots." And we held it back and kept it for that yep. reason. Chuck kept trying to steal it. I kept trying to take it. It wouldn't <laughs> let me. Uh, but yeah, I went to the Marine Corps uh, station close to our house. Right. And I dropped him off, and the guy actually there, the Marine recruiter, actually remembered me from last year Which making the donation. Cool. It was it was pretty nice. Yeah, he goes, uh, I got, got, got. he goes, weren't you the guy who donated uh, last year and brought in the Star Wars toys, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that was me. He's like, nice of you to remember, and I got I re- some more for you. I remember you telling me last year, like how the guys were like all excited, like, oh, is he guy here? Oh, look at this, they Han Solo. They were tearing into him like kids. They were giant Marines. <laughs> And dress blues, tearing into these figures like little kids. It was, it was hilarious. The mistake I made, though, last year and this year. Well, I didn't have them last year, but this year. I meant to, but completely forgot to give you some Star Joe's business cards. I would have given to them. To give yeah. to them, because, yeah. I mean, that's our audience right there. And, uh, at least a good, I hope, I think a good portion yeah. of our audience is military, military personnel guys. and so. Guys who go crazy and ape shit for Star Wars right. <laughs> so like, Here's some cards. Listen Here's to the us. wheelhouse, yeah. <laughs> We're free. <laughs> yeah. But again, so. thanks a lot for the donations uh, monetarily. Yeah. Or, it was awesome. Uh, if you donated a figure, that was great. Yep. Uh, one person wanted uh, to mention, just because he didn't want it to be coming just from him, was Rock mentioned uh, that it was from uh, him his, and his family. Uh, Melissa and Little Rock, yeah. Exactly. So... We wanted to make sure we mentioned that because he yeah. asked us if we could. Uh, yeah, from the whole Rock household. Right, exactly. Big Rock, Little Rock, and of course Melissa. Yes. We thank you very much for your donation. Yeah, very much so. And we'll see you at Super Show. Super Show. Super Show? Super Show. Yes. Reading um, PA. We should have a, quite the turnout of listeners there. It should be a good time. That should be great. should yeah. be a good time. So... Uh, let's see what else we had. Uh, the G.I. Joe movie trailer, Retaliation trailer, finally came out. Looked pretty good. Looks good. There's a couple parts I'm still a little iffy on. I, like I said, I'm going to be conservative. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it eyes wide open like I did last time and get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> it, it looked good. I mean, it looked really good. I'm not going to judge the movie until it's actually out. The only thing that right. kind of stuck out to stuck out to me. Now I'm talking we're, like you. We're both doing that. <laughs> We're drinking. <laughs> it's Christmas. The eggnog's flowing. What stuck out to me, which certainly could be fixed by the time the movie comes out, was some of the CG-looking work. Like, there's still some scenes in there that looked a little too... Like, you could tell they were done in front of a green screen. Give me an example is a scene where Bruce Willis shows up, and he's shooting the gun from the back of the vehicle. When you watch it, it looks really fake like he's really like as if he's laying in front of a green screen making the faces and stuff like that not like he's actually in a car doing the spin out and shooting people i'll have to rewatch it yeah it, like there's just little things like that because what it reminded me of is when do you remember in the first one where they're going down the elevator and you're seeing all the different levels yeah it yeah. looked really fake really cg like they were all standing in front of a green screen because they were um, that wasn't real? <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy shnikey. Now, when I watched that yeah. the first time, I've watched it since, but the first time I watched it, I was just kind of like, oh, cool, look at the different levels. That's what I was doing, yeah. Now, the second time I watched it, I was like, that's CG. That's <laughs> shitty CG work right there. <laughs> yeah. Don't be too critical. Just... So, this, this, that scene kind of looked the same, but like I said, they still have time to fix it. It doesn't come out till later in yeah. the year. Now, this year, I'm screwed for movies. Well, going back to that, I only hope that 
when the movie figures come out, because it's coming out in June right. of this year, so yeah. the figures will be out springtime probably yeah. before that, that we get some movie figures in there. Obviously, that'll be great, but also give us some of the uh, comic book figures. Yes. Give us a, a Crake. Give us a Cobra Commander in a new suit that Robert designed. I would love that. Give us a Chameleon. You know, yeah. g- Give us some of those figures. That'd yeah. be awesome. I want a comic two-pack with G.I. Joe number eight in it with... Crake figure and the new Cobra Commander looking figure. Oh, that'll be badass. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. See, because a lot of times they do, not all the time, but a lot of times what I see is they'll put a comic two-pack out there with one figure I really want, one figure I could give two shits about having. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they hook you. <laughs> so so this one would be two figures I really want. Right. So that would be awesome. Star Wars is notorious for that. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, but we have uh, Avengers is coming out next year. True. We have... Got to see that. Um... Dark uh, Dark Knight Rises or Batman the, the Rising, Batman movie. yeah, Batman, Batman movie. Yeah. That's coming out. Yeah. Uh, then we have a new Spider Man movie, which I'm iffy on. I'm going to go see it. I'll probably see it, but I'm iffy on it. You'll see it. We have the GI Joe movie coming yep. out. Got to see that. That's four. And then for me, I know you're not a fan, but for me, and I think a lot of our listeners might be a fan of this. Ridley Scott is coming out with a movie called Prometheus, which is the prequel to the Alien movies. And in the original Alien movie, there was this, they went into this big spaceship, which is where they ended up, unfortunately, bringing the alien on board from. There was this giant space guy in a seat, and he was, like, so much huger than them. This is supposed to be, like, the origin tale of... Of him? Of, not necessarily of him, but of, like, maybe how he ended up there. Why he got there. Okay. Like, sure. it's still involving humans and everything else, but it's supposed to take place before... The alien movies that we know. Okay, so I'm that a big good. I'm a big fan of the alien movies. I know you're not so much. Not but, so much, yeah. But uh, it's okay though. But yeah, and this is done by Ridley Scott, who did the original Alien movies. So, so that'll be good. So it should be good. Yeah. So like you said, a lot of uh, a lot of movies that we want to see. A lot of geek movies, which means a lot of movie toys, movie yes. figures. So yeah, it's exciting. It's always a good thing. It's always exciting. So, but yeah, we've got a lot to cover. Yeah. So we might as well just go ahead and jump in with both feet. Uh, we'll go into some listener feedback with the Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. All right. All right. So, uh... Hey, Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah. He, he's wearing his Christmas outfit. I see. Uh, yeah. It's a... It's a onesie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a onesie of Christmas lights. He's got, uh, a, he's got a flap in the back, too. He's blinking. He's got the, did you know those are back in? Oh, the... Onesies? No, like pajama onesies. Unitards? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, my niece is asking for one of those. Oh, like cr- yeah. Like, like feety pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Like I the saw those body at, uh, thing. Like, I saw yeah. those at Target, and they were in the, yeah. the adult section of yeah. clothes, and I'm like, really? Evidently, they're, like, in style now. Do you see the... And I'm like, really? Because that was... Lazy Snuggie called that was the That was the idiot that would wear something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably I did see the Snuggie. The, the Lazy Snuggie. Yeah. 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 That I might wear. <laughs> I go to work in that. <laughs> but... But yeah, I was. What are you wearing, I, big snuggie? But we're doing a gift. We're doing a gift exchange uh, for my in with my in laws and everything else. You getting the big snuggie? No, my niece wants one of these uh, onesies, and my wife goes, and she's like not young. I think she's like double digits at least now, or something like that. Double D, what? Like no, like ten, um, eleven years old. Ooh, somewhere damn. around there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> off color now. <laughs> so, but she you pick her back underoos or something. That's what she wants is this onesie thing, and oh I'm like, God. I'm like, isn't that something like a two year old wears? <laughs> well, my four year old wears them, but then they make them for adults too. Yeah, 
I'm like, I don't get it. Why don't you and your wife get a pair of those? There's and like lay a, around the house in Christmas. Well, we're looking them up, and there's a, a picture of the one of a guy and a woman standing, and the woman's bent over, uh, look, hell yeah, look, she look, is looking at the flap of out of the back, and I'm like, really? That's the shot you want? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Uh, let the, me here, honey. Let me help you take a crap. Let me. <laughs> yeah. Let me unbutton you. So you um, go to the bathroom. Now, if you're unbuttoning her back end. Well, hell yeah. Then that's okay. Word. Well, what's she going to do back there? <laughs> she's going to complain <laughs> and yell. That's what she's going to do. She's All gonna right. Take it like a trooper. So we did have a new country. Yeah. Uh, which we haven't mentioned for a while. And I Borneo? kept forgetting. Uh, no. Oh. We do have a new planet. Did you hear about that? Pluto? No. They've yeah. discovered another planet. Okay. Pluto's not a planet anymore. I'm it sorry. is to me, buddy. <laughs> it is to me, too. But no, they did discover another planet. A little bit of news there. Um, in our in our solar system. In the Dagobah system? Right. <laughs> it's Yoda's. <laughs> but, uh, no. Let's divulge his species. So anyways, the new new place that, a new, I don't even know if it's a country, the new place that we have a listener from is Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take Bermuda, Bahama, come Mama, Largo, There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to Aruba, right. Jamaica. Exactly. Ooh, I want to take it. <laughs> Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Oh, boy. Key Largo, Montego. So. Baby, why don't we go? Jamaica. Oh Off the Florida Keys. All right. Yeah, I've seen the movie Kokomo. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. a few times. It's a good movie. That's not the name of the movie. The song is called Kokomo. Well, the movie's cocktail. called Cocktail. Well, yeah, but right. everybody, you know. Yeah, but you don't know what it's called. It's Tom Cruise with, uh, was it Kelly McGinnis? No, that's Top Gun. That's Top Gun. <laughs> Who's the chick in this one? That's, um, what's uh, Elizabeth Shoot? Mm. From, you remember her from Adventures of Babysitting? I remember her from Cocktail. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is I remember having a crush on her from Adventures in Babysitting, and then I got to see her naked in Cocktail. That's what I remember. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Anything like, else is just whatever. That's the first movie I remember her from was Adventures in Babysitting. I'm like, okay. ooh, she's cute. And then it's like, oh, now I get to see her naked. Now I get to rip one out. <laughs> right. Nice. So, Thank you, Jesus. Right. So, uh, Glory to God in the highest and on peace, good earth. You're going to have to... You're going to have to bear with me struggling through some of my notes here because the printer ran out of ink, so it's a little fuzzy. <laughs> Why didn't you mention that you wanted printer ink for the Christmas season? <laughs> I didn't know I needed it. And I would have got you something. I didn't know I needed it. Okay. So, in, from episode 53. Lord. Uh, well, we didn't really we did, get, yeah, I got you. get a whole lot of response. It's us, it's not you, it's us. So, uh, Nerds Gets Chicks. What's up, buddy? Contact. He says, another cool show, guys. I'm completely sober right now because I'm at work. He goes, sad. Yeah, it's too bad. Sorry. <laughs> he said, I still haven't called you yet because I am phone shy. Oh, dude, don't be shy. <laughs> he said, I promise to call when I get beer into into my bloodstream and can maintain the status quo of the call the call-ins. So yeah. basically, we have a certain criteria now for calling. <laughs> you got to be plowed to call us. <laughs> He said, I also meant, remember when he said adult podcast? He said, yeah. I also meant grown-up podcast, as in you guys don't hold back like the other podcasts out there. No bleeping or pussyfooting around with that, I don't want to offend listener crap. Fuck that. Yeah, we, we made sure we addressed that once. It's done. <laughs> if you're offended now, it's your own fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, we go out of our way to offend people. Right. Now, now we're... An equal opportunity offender. Yeah, pretty soon we're going to start telling Mexican and Japanese jokes. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Jewish jokes to come. Right. 
We'll throw a few white ones in there too. Don't worry. Oh, we got those because we just call them Pollock jokes. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're well experienced with the white jokes. Oh yeah, we we were told them daily. <laughs> right. So uh, he says, "I like to swear like a trucker, sailor, hooker that is straight from the port, and it comes <laughs> to me as second language." Trucker, Under- sailor, hooker. Yeah. I'd, I'd pay for that kind of tang. <laughs> Depending on what it is. Oh, that's got to be some dirty, dirty pussy right there. You're assuming it's a woman. Trucker, sailor. Well, yeah. You got a sailor and a trucker. Those are typically guys. I'm a a guy could hook themselves out, you know? Well, that's just gigolo. A hooker. I think that... I don't know. Determines it's a chick, know. right? I don't know. You guys can let us know. Does a hooker mean it always is a woman? Yeah. When you guys go to the ranch <laughs> and you place your order, do they call them hookers, prostitutes, or what's the deal there? Uh, he said, unfortunately, my three-year-old daughter has also picked up uh, on it, and it's, it is almost not cute any longer. Yeah, dude. It gets to be not cute after a while. Yeah, there's yeah. an age where it stops being cute. Now, it cracks me up when the kid uses it appropriately. Because <laughs> you can't discipline them for using it appropriately. Right. Grammatically, it's correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> When someone cuts you off in a car and you hear, damn it, from the back, <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to say? It's, that's right. It's the she, proper response. She used it correctly. What am I supposed uh, to say? Brian, who we know as Sandman on the forums, yes. uh, he said, Mr. Belvedere doesn't reach the same level as some of the other theme songs. What? But how can you how can you not feel the catchy Full House theme? The catchy Full House theme. Yeah. yeah. So. Some people liked it. Yeah. I, I, for one, prefer the Belvedere theme over yeah. the Full House theme. But we have a new one for you. <laughs> We're going to lay it on you this episode right here, right now. We're going to drop a little Who's the Boss on you right now. There's a time for love and a time for living. Take a chance and face the wind. An open road and a road that's hit. A brand new life around the bend. Lost a dream or two Found a trail And at the end was you There's a path you take And a path not taken The choice is up to you, my friend Life's so long but you might awaken To a brand new life Brand new life A brand new life Do you remember that? Yeah. You guys remember that? Who's the boss? It was Mona. Mona. Mona was the boss. That's what we're being told. You Mona. Gotta, you gotta look back and... You go back and watch it. It all Mona. makes sense. There you go. So. But who's the boss moment brought to you by... Nerds for Chicks, right? Right. There you go. So. Or no, it was Brian. Sorry. Sandman. Sandman. Let's edit it out. <laughs> this who's the boss moment brought to you by Brian Sandman. Right. So... So don't blame us. Right. Blame the Sandman. Right. It's not us. So we did get an email from a newer listener, okay, Steve. He said, "Hey guys, fan of the show, blah blah blah." Thanks, Steve. <laughs> he said, "Blah blah blah." By the way, <laughs> where are you at in Ohio? In Northeast Ohio, uh, I'm from Akron area. Union- oh yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah, One of the burbs of Cleveland. Yeah, he says Uniontown to be exact. But I work out in the Akron Fairlawn area. So I emailed him back and said, "Hey, this is kind of where yeah. we're at." Cleveland, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I says, I told him that I had a friend that went to Akron University. Sorry. So I've been out there. I'm not friends with them anymore. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not friends with them anymore. In case you're wondering, it's the Akron Zip. It's, it's not because of Akron, though. Yeah. It's Their mascot's a kangaroo. Totally different. Pretty region. cool. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. And it tastes good on a burger. Yeah, I get it. Kangaroo. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, well, when their ch- when their chance at the games is Norka spizz because it's Akron zips backwards. Yeah, yeah it's lame. Yeah, it's pretty do- pretty dorky. <laughs> so he said, "Good old Akron, you." He says, "I'm a Kent State grad myself." Golden Flash. So I really have nice. nothing nice to say about Akron U. Evidently, Ever, don't nobody either. does. Nobody <laughs> does. And if you're from Akron, um, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go you know, yourself. you know. You know. Right. You just know. So he says, your guys' podcast is entertaining and right up my alley. I love the properties you guys cover as they are my era. Uh, Us I, too. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. What a clinky dink. He says, I work Keep in... Keep listening. He says, I work Buy in... Buy our stuff. I work in IT. Uh, so sit in my cube and laugh at you knuckleheads when the new shows are released. Keep putting them out, and I'll keep listening. From the last show, not sure if anyone brought it up yet, but I think Herman was supposed to be Merman. At least that's what I assumed. And we had a few people that thought of that. I didn't think of it at the time. I didn't either, but that makes sense. Uh, The first person to let us know that was uh, Travis on the forums. He says, I think it's supposed to be Merman. Merman. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Merman, Aquaman... I just thought the R was supposed to be a hyphen. So yeah. It's going to be he Well, let's just so. do it right now. Who do you think would win, Merman or Aquaman? Aquaman. Me too. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a good battle. Yeah. It would be, definitely take place underwater. water. Merman, uh, we looked it up. Uh, Merman has the ability to talk to sea life, but he can't talk to mammals. Aquaman can, can talk to yeah. mammals, so he's got like whales and dolphins on yeah. his side, which are a lot smarter. Sure. Um, but Merman does have a freezing sword, so maybe he freezes Aquaman. I don't he know. could. Yeah, it could happen, yeah. But I still say Aquaman. I do too. So. Those good guys always win in the end, which pisses me off. Well, aside from that. Aside from that. Because we don't go by just the good guys, bad guys thing. We, we go by who hey, we actually think will win. Aquaman looked pretty hardcore in uh, Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. Flat top, he's looking on his face. He's looking pretty hardcore. That right book now. is good. I'm telling you, if you guys are picking up the new DC Aquaman, you do yourself a favor and get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. It's up there. At it's top one of their top every single time I read. Yeah, it's one of their top five books. books that are out there oh, right yeah. now, and, and not too many people, I guess, would. The art's gorgeous. It's written and by Jeff Johns. Yeah, the I story's mean, great. Art's good. Yeah, not too many people would probably say that Aquaman's a top book, but it, but it, it is. is. Yeah. And then he says, also, Chuck's midlife crisis tattoo killed me. Oh, yeah. He says, I have two Star Wars tats I got around 10 years old, uh, ten years ago. When I was 10. Ten, 10 years old. Mom had to sign a permission slip. <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, bad boy. He said, yeah, whatever. That's awesome. He says, the Rebel insignia on my right shoulder and the Boba Fett Mando skull on my left, which are awesome ones. Mando skull. Right. I was thinking of getting the Arashikagi symbol on my leg, but now you guys have me questioning it. <laughs> oh, I get it, dude. He says, I don't want a midlife crisis tattoo. He put that in exclamation points. Arashikagi <laughs> for life. He says, you might have ruined it for me. So I did email him back because I didn't know how soon he was thinking about getting this. Get it. But I said to him, I was like, your situation is different from Chuck's. You started your tattoos 10 years ago. He's starting his in his midlife crisis time. <laughs> get it. So... He's already set a precedence for getting tattoos. Yeah. You, you hadn't, so. Well, I, I like it. <laughs> I don't see any of them. It looks like it. a clone trooper helmet. And it's, I told you that if you like it, that's all that matters. Black, so. kind of tribal-esque. It doesn't mean I can't give a shit about it, though. True, true. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, but I like it. So we have some questions and some cage matches. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get it on. So. Bang a gong. Get long, it on. long, long overdue. And it's my fault. Totally. Uh, Anthony. <laughs> had sent us an email a while back when he got his prize package saying, hey, thanks for the prize package. Here's the... What are you looking at? Should that be plugged in? No. All right, good. We're, <laughs> we're as long good. as we're recording, we're good. That right. goes to my work laptop. Oh, we're good to go. So we're good. The hell of it. I'm done with work today. Word. <laughs> so anyways, Anthony... Moving on. Right. Anthony, cage match. Anthony sent a bunch of cage matches. And here's what he had to say. 
He says, as if you guys don't bicker like women enough on the show. What the fuck? <laughs> Seriously? He says, at Christmas time, you got to lay that on me? So he says, I thought I... Well, this wasn't Christmas time. When oh, well, carry on, carry on. I, I apologize. He says, I thought I'd add a little more to the plate. In the Star Joe's universe, who would win in the Thunderdome... Two men enter, one man leaves, knockout, death match. Me. You're going to Oh, I thought they were talking about us. I'm sorry. I'll kill you. No. I don't think so. Go ahead. I'll take you right now. I'm coming out. Go. Of the closet? No, out of like death match, oh. age match. Well, you just said you were coming out. I thought, Don't be like that. I thought maybe we were having it in, like a Woo! month here or something. Uh-uh. Uh, so he's, uh, Keep reading, you're funny com- man. You're, <laughs> I just said, you're the one that said you were Keep coming reading, out. Keep reading, funny man. You said, uh, so he says the... Com- uh, combatants are, and he was actually the very first person that gave us Voltron versus Devastator, which we've talked about before at nauseum. So right. here's the other ones. And heads up, we're going to be reviewing a Devastator right later on. Exactly. Stay tuned. So uh, He Man versus Lionel. He Man. Yeah, I'll give it. I give it to He Man. I think it's going to be a longer match than you think it's going to be. Nope. Because He Man's got the strength and everything else, but yeah. Lionel, Lionel's got the agility. You don't need agility when you kick somebody's ass. I'm saying that all it takes is him to finally get a hold of him. <laughs> now here, this is this isn't in here, but I think this one will cause more argument. Sword of Omens versus Power Sword. Yes, Power Sword. Sword of Omens. You're fucked. You're crazy. The Sword of Omens looks so much cooler than the Power Sword. Not no. Uh-huh. And it's got the bat signal going up. <laughs> the bat signal. Yeah, you got a flashlight in it. You can, I'm sure there's a, a, a compass can, in the stock, and you, you can the matches and stuff in there. It extends and contracts, which only means it's weak. No. Extendo sword. Yeah. My sword will take a regular man and turn him into the most powerful man in the universe. Trump card. But when he's not using it, it makes him a little purpley. He had that on before. <laughs> he had that outfit on before he had the sword. You cannot right. blame the sword for his... I, I blame the sword a little bit for that. His <laughs> flair of homosexuality. You cannot blame the sword for that. I blame it a little bit. You cannot. The sword picked him. <laughs> Whatever. Sword said, "Let me go with that guy." <laughs> I'll take I'm him. wondering what the sword was. Fabulous. I'm wondering what the sword kind of sword it was. It's not Zoro's gay blade. It's not that. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I. You can call on all the Thundercats with the Sword of Omens. Oh, all you three can, of them that got, are left. You got sight beyond. Who the fuck cares? You got sight beyond sight. It's yeah, just a whatever. cool looking sword. It, it, I love it. I would take no. the Sword of Omens. I would take the 2000 eggs. Power sword. Oh, you're the techno sword. Fucking over the sword no. of omens. That's a, yeah. That's a piece of shit sword. I love that sword. I'll take a lightsaber over both of them. If I could have a real life lightsaber, I'll take that over both of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, because I can deflect laser blasts. Right. That. Here's here's another cage match he gave us. Snake Eyes versus Boba Fett. Snake Eyes. Boba Fett. Really? Oh yeah. The dude fought Darth Vader. <laughs> Snake Eyes is a ninja. Yeah, Boba Fett's a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter that ninja. took that took you've out got, a Sith Lord. You got dogged a bounty hunter versus a ninja. A bounty hunter who took on a Sith Lord. He didn't win. He li- he lived. <laughs> I thought a Sarlacc pit didn't in the movie. He got out of that. He got better. Yeah, ninja. I got, I got better. What makes you think she's a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. I got better. Burn already! I've got Ninja! No, Boba Fett. He's got all a ton of weapons. He's got a rocket launcher on his back. Arashikagi tattoo. Ninja. What? Snake eyes. Yeah, well, 
the tattoo ain't gonna that jump off and bad kill him. Ass. I'm not saying Snake Eyes ain't badass. I'm saying Boba Fett's more badass. Snake Eyes has the ability to come to life. Boba Fett has the, to come to life. You, you he wasn't alive before that. You could have read the comic. <laughs> he wasn't alive. Storm before? Shadow is a Rashikage ninja too. He actually had the ability to bring himself back to life in the comics. Boba Fett has Slave One. That's cool shit. <laughs> I'm going to give you that. It's better than any ride that Joes have. And he captured Han Solo. And he has an illegitimate boy he keeps around that's not no, his son. No, that's Jango Fett. Oh, yeah. Touch me not. That little boy is Boba Fett. He went to Penn State. That little boy is Boba Fett. Jango Fett. Oh, his dad. Oh, he is was the one that kept the little boy oh, around. Oh, okay. Then, then whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Boba Fett's badass. Because he was touched. Boba Fett. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boba Fett would... Snake Eyes. Beat Snake Eyes. No. Yes, he would. No. He would. No. You guys can decide. He's got an one. Uzi, and he's got a sword. And he's got Timber. Oh, we didn't even have gotten there. We didn't even got to Timber. Please. Whatever. Boba Fett can call on all the bounty hunters. Yeah, they ain't going to work until they get paid. Bosk and IG-88. Snake Eyes can call on G.I. Oh, Joe. he's rich. If he talked. G.I. <laughs> Joe. I'm just saying he just has to call Slave One and boom. Yeah. No. no. What do we got? He's got... We, well, you read Blood Ties. Boba Fett's got that flamethrower. He's got the rocket pet. He's got weapons even when you take his gun away from him. Snake Eyes throwing stars. Against armor. Mandalorian armor. Ain't gonna do shit. Please. It's a helmet. Dink, you take it off. Dink. Dink. <laughs> Uzi. Blaster. Uzi. Bla- laser blaster. I have a laser. <laughs> laser. Ninja. I'm flipping out of the way. Of a, of a blaster. Laser. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ninja. Oh, I don't think you can talk ninja. A, Whatever you say, ninja beats. A blaster goes faster than the speed of light. Ninja. Because it is light. It's a laser. <laughs> ninja. No. Bounty hunter. No, ninja. Bounty hunter. No, ninja. I'm telling you, Boba Fett's going to win. Anyway, move we got to move on. Starscream versus the Millennium Falcon. I thought this one kind of weak. <laughs> uh, Starscream? <laughs> yeah. Because he can turn into a robot and tear the thing apart. And half the time, the hyperdrive don't even work. Right. <laughs> it's a piece of junk. I love the Millennium Falcon. Don't get me wrong. It's the greatest piece of junk in the space. I mean, if I had a, if I had a chance to fly it, I'm going to I'm gonna take that over flying Starscream. Sure. Why not? But Starscream's going to win. Yes. Yeah. See, you guys don't always win. Moving on. Leonardo versus Storm Shadow. Now you got Ninja oh. versus Ninja. Yeah, Storm Shadow. I don't know. Rashikagi. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> That's only one. Taught by Splinter. Rat. Right. But the hard master taught some oh, shit. Oh, there's an argument for you. The guy that's got a, his rocks on right now. <laughs> yeah. So, and the, so the guy that's horny is the guy that taught him. Oh, good. Maybe he touched him. The hard master, the <laughs> There's going to be a theme master. with the show. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of touching going on here. Get your hand off my knee. Um, but here's uh, the thing. He's got a sh- hard shell. Yeah. It's a tough call. I'm saying it's a tough... They're two highly trained ninjas. Le- you have to realize, too, Leonardo trains constantly to be an, the perfect ninja. Do you remember... I think you're forgetting Leonardo's a ninja. <laughs> do you remember G.I. Joe Resolute? Yeah. Where Storm Shadow's n- uncle taught him the six of the seven deadly steps? Sure. With the seventh step being the most deadly. And he didn't teach him that one. He didn't teach him that, but he taught right. the snake as going back to my other argument. Right. Boba Fett's dead. But, he, but Snake but Eyes knows six of the seven deadly steps. He has to touch Boba Fett first. Snake Eyes no, or Storm he, Shadow knows six of the seven deadly steps. Boba Fett's going to stay in the Slave One. He's not even going to have to come out. <laughs> I think. But 
I think I honestly, think it's just a sword fight. I think in all honesty, in all honesty, no. If it's a sword fight between Leonardo and Storm Shadow, yeah, no. They both have katanas, dude. Right. Leonardo has two of them. Ninja. That's not even an argument in this one. They're both ninjas. Go Do you ninja. remember they're called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Are you yeah. forgetting that he's a ninja also? He wasn't trained by a rock I think, I honestly, in all honesty, I think that that one would actually be a draw. I think it would be like the typical Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow. Neither one's going to win. I think there's going to be a hell of a battle, and neither one's going to win. I could see that. I said, I think you're forgetting he's a ninja also. Keep going. <laughs> um, and then last but Storm had, Shadow's evil and he cheats. Yeah, like Leonardo doesn't. <laughs> no, he's the most upstanding turtle. He wouldn't cheat. Now, Raphael. Wait, what? Since when does, when does Storm Shadow cheat? I don't know. Have you ever seen Cobra, G.I. Joe? Yeah. But yeah, he isn't he the one that's the most honorable of no. them? No. Didn't he go to Cobra to... The comic. That's what I'm saying. But not in a cartoon. He was like... Well, he threw like cartoon. those little... Uh, we don't do a show about cartoons. We do oh. a show about comics. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I thought it was all the mythos. Go ahead. Um, we, it is, but it worked towards my argument. I got you. I got you. Um, the satellite went down and those cave guys <laughs> painted it to maybe their god and blinking. He threw those little cave children at Snake Eyes to throw them off his game. Okay. He was throwing children. He was cheating. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Skeletor versus Shredder. Skeletor. Yes. Evil. But wait, you just said, but Shredder's a ninja. <laughs> No, but if the turtles can beat him, no. Well, I understand. That. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just using your own argument against you. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't work on magic. Magic trumps ninja. There's ninja magic. Whoa! <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. So I still say Skeletor, sure. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean Shredder is a ninja. So. So, anyways, he says so until Chuck relinquishes the champ title, make mine Star Joe's. <laughs> Maybe so, tomorrow. And right. a little update on that. We're in the playoffs, baby. Uh, I'm in. One of us is in the playoffs. I'm in. Because they didn't allow enough people into the playoffs. People. I'm in. You're out. I know. Please, somebody kick his ass. Cause I'm in. Podcast is over if he wins again. <laughs> Woo! And it's looking promising. That's all I got to say. You guys out there who are playing... Rock, get your toys ready because I'm going to have another Rock. another bountiful harvest. Rock, I will send you fifty bucks. No, <laughs> if you will mess up Chuck's lineup. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. At like twelve o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, just saying. All right, dude. If I win again, oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> There's some Step Brothers. I don't, I don't think I could ever record again. You ever see that you. movie Step Brothers? Yeah, I'm going to come in here and teabag the. the no, movie. you're not. Yeah, I am. No, because you, you won't have nuts anymore. <laughs> yes. You won't have nuts anymore. Whatever. I'm, going I'm not above grabbing a man's nuts and ripping them off. Wow. Touche. And not in the nice way. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not above letting you do <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, um, here's some questions from, uh, little, uh, shit. from Beat Gazette. Oh, yeah, hey, hey. What's going on? Uh, he said, question number one. The Ghostbusters issue number two, when the Ghostbusters are crossing the bridge to Queens, I think it's on page 13, is that a yellow Volkswagen bug transforming? I couldn't find my issue again to look, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past them having that. But I will say issue number three had references to the Ghostbusters video game. It did. They referred to the rookie in it. There was a Ghostbusters arcade game in the pool hall. Mm-hmm. It was there was a lot of references. Well, sometimes there. they throw little Easter eggs like that in there. So if you find them, that that's great. Let I'm, us know. I'm sure it probably it was. probably was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, question number two. What did you think of Voltron number one? We're going to cover that. We're going to cover that today. Uh, question number three. Did you ever get into Gundam and Robotech stuff? Me? Oh, um, no. I, <laughs> I usually let you answer any. first. I didn't have any Robotech as a kid. If it's relevant to you at all, I let you answer first. Thank you. So. Not, not that I didn't want it, I just I just yeah. never got any. Um, I had a little bit of Robotech. I didn't have, I think I maybe had one vehicle type thing, and then that was about it. I did watch the cartoon as a kid. I didn't even have Jetfire as a Transformer. I didn't have that either. Would have loved to have that. Sure. Um, I did watch a bit of Robotech. Gundam I never really got into. Not me neither. I'm sure I would maybe like it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's some anime I like like that type of stuff, but not a lot. So we'll see. But Robotech I love. Robotech we will cover at some point on the show. Probably yeah. Probably next year, actually, because I think we might have a special guest. Special Robotech guest. Right. So um, question number four. This one probably not. You're not going to be able to answer this one. All right. Go ahead. It says, what did you think about the mid-season finale for American Horror Story? Holy moly, that show just keeps getting more and more awesome. I effing loved it. <laughs> you didn't watch I it. I didn't watch it. Um, I don't even think that was the mid-season finale because there was another episode on last night. Maybe that's so, what he's talking about. I don't know. No, no. He sent what did this, you think? He sent this from last week's. Wait, it was awesome. It was amazing. That's what I said. No, but you didn't know it was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. My bad. Little little spoiler here. Go ahead, like ten seconds. I didn't know the girl was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Nothing clued me in that she was actually dead. I didn't know they saw dead people. It was unreal. It was, yeah, it blew my mind. You want to know well, a movie that blew my mind? Many people Six probably got that. No, no, no. <laughs> Titanic. I didn't know the boat was going down. <laughs> wow. Did not see that coming. And there is your cheesy joke of the day from Chuck. <laughs> what a child. Wow. This cheesy joke brought to you but today yes, by Craft Singles. American Horror Story, if you're not watching it, you need to watch it. It is better than The Walking Dead, and I love The Walking Dead. Ooh, really? Dead, and I love The Walking Dead. I like The Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, it is better than The Walking Dead. Okay. So. Nice. Moving um, on. I am looking forward to watching the episode that was on uh, last night. You, uh, so. I DVR'd yeah. it, yeah. I DVR everything. I know. I don't watch live shows anymore. <laughs> I like it live. I feel like I'm getting something extra when I watch it. When they it's put called it commercials. I like them. <laughs> they make me buy products. Right. Um, so that that's it as far as uh, listener feedback, I believe. All right, good. So, what are we uh, up to two hours now? Yep. We're right about there. Nice. So. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. What do we want to move on to next? We want to move on to Issues. Yeah, we can do a couple issues. All right, we'll get into our From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. All right, we had a total of 13 comic books. Yeah, there's a lot. And, uh, well, this is really only two issues less. If you went two issues less, so 11 issues, is pretty much going to be on par for what we're going to have every time. About yeah, 11, adding more and more. 11, 12 more. issues. Um, but to give you guys a real quick rundown what we have here, we have Voltron number one, in case you're playing it, playing the home game. Yeah. <laughs> Get your books ready, kids. Crimson Empire 3, number two. Hope that didn't confuse people. Star Wars Dark Times, number three. Star Wars Knight Errant, number four. Star Wars Invasion Revelations, number five. Transformers, number 30. Transformers Timelines from Fun Pub, number six. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number four. G.I. Joe Real American Hero, number 172. G.I. Joe vs. Cobra, Mission Brazil, number two. 
or Mission Brazil 2, number 4 from Fun Pub. Uh, Snake Eyes, number 7. Cobra, number 7. And G.I. Joe, number 8. So, and you, did you say 172? Yes. Alright. I did. If you were listening. You don't listen. I don't listen. No. You know what else I didn't Not do? to sound like your voice, but... I know. <laughs> uh, my reviews, I actually left those at work. Oh, you suck. I remember. I All remember. Right. Well, well, do you have any idea how many you had of anything? I'll keep a running tally and give you that <laughs> at the end, sir. All right. So, I will tell you at the beginning what I had. Are you going to keep making fucking noise over there? I need a sheet of paper. <laughs> I could have gave you paper, dude. I'm good. All right. So, I had six buys, five borrows, and two snarfs. Whoa, two. Yeah, two. I remember not having any of those. I had two. I think I was in a foul mood. <laughs> I was in a generous room. mood because of the holiday season has touched me. <laughs> wow. Back with the touching again. Yeah. <laughs> so There's a common theme. Anyways. We should just right. play I Touch Myself in here. Let's start with uh, Voltron number one. Voltron number one. Since that was asked of us and since, you know, it's on the top of my pot. And it's our new edition. Yeah. Number one. Everybody welcome Voltron. <laughs> Love the Altros cover. Gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Just Voltron to the center stage. Voltron. Ab- absolutely amazing. What did you give Voltron? I'll borrow. I gave it a high borrow, low buy area. I kept going back and forth on that one, but I ended up with a high borrow. High borrow. I give it a borrow. Um, I didn't care. F- well, let me give a summary here. Go ahead. Uh, so we have, as far as creators on this, writer is Brandon Thomas, and then it's uh, penciler is Ariel Padilla, which I've heard of Augusta, uh, Augusta Padilla, which I think, wasn't he on some of the Joe books before or something like that? The last name sounds familiar, but yeah. I don't know if they're related or not. I honestly didn't know any of those people on that book. Yeah, I didn't either. But uh, So here's what happened. Vol- basically, Voltron is battling a rogue beast on Earth while the pilots are helping to evacuate the city, which was weird because I didn't know Voltron could operate without, without the, pilots, the pilots. Yeah, But maybe there's some psychic connection, I don't know. Yeah, there's some. They, it opens up they're already in a battle. Yeah. Uh, then we see a flashback that shows the president talking to a man named Zarkon, not the drool yeah. uh, war, uh, king Zarkon. Yeah. This is a man, a human, named, a human named Zarkon, with the yeah. last name of Zarkon. Uh, and he's talking about building a weapon to stop an invasion that's coming. Of aliens. Of aliens, yes. And this is that flashback's taking place in 2011. So it's right. taking place right now. Yeah. And my guess the is... The Voltron battle is in the future. Right. And my guess is that he is talking to him about building Voltron. Or that the or Zarkon's going to make Voltron. Possibility. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's my prediction. Um, my prediction is he becomes the evil... Oh, I think he's going to have some type of connection. I don't know how he's going to become an alien, though. I don't know. <laughs> Unless the aliens are smaller and they get inside of him and take control. I don't know. I don't know. Host body or something. Um, I don't know. So then Voltron is actually captured, and the pilot 
pilots decide they're going to have to go after him. And Keith says, I have a plan to get him back because Voltron told me. Yeah, so they communicate. So that was somehow. confusing too. Maybe it is that telepathy thing. Yeah, I, I like don't. I said there's no. there's not enough there to make me go yay Yahoo go buy it, and there's not enough to make me go this is a piece of crap. The reason why it's a high borrow for me, it would have been a total buy for me because I like the story, I like the intrigue of Zarkon, I don't know what's going on with that, I don't know why it's all taking place on Earth, so I'm kind of curious about that, and I'm curious why Voltron's able to operate without the pilot. So all those things have me curious. Yeah, it's like they dove into a story where there's no origin. Yeah, the art wasn't my favorite. Well, not like it was bad, but it wasn't good. It got muddied at some times. Yeah, it's uh, not typical. There were some points where I didn't know what the heck was going on in the panel. In the city fight, yeah. The city fight when it was Voltron versus the Robies. And then, I mentioned this to you, you didn't have this problem, but I can imagine, I would think maybe other people had the problem. They get to the point where they're deciding that they have to, like, Keith is coming to meet up with the rest of them, and then you turn the page, and there's the title The page. title page is, like, a two or three pages in. Yeah, and I'm like, it's more than two or three, it's like halfway through, and then I get this flashback, and I'm going, what's going on? Are my pages out of order? Yeah. <laughs> and it took me reading the next page to understand it was just a flashback going right, on. Right, yeah. But when I'm looking at the title page, I'm like, I don't get what's happening here. Because it didn't match up with what, it doesn't, was, what it's like was a just happening. Pulp fiction kind of thing. It's yeah. not, not in order. So, anyways, like I said, it was a high borrow. Could have been a buy if it had maybe a little bit better art, and I wasn't thrown off in the middle there. Okay. Well, there's enough intrigue for me. Uh, moving on to Star Wars. Yes, please. Crimson Empire number two. Buy. I have this as a buy. Solid buy. Yeah, this was awesome. If you're not reading this and you have any interest in Star Wars at all, you need to be picking up. Crimson it's only Empire. a six parter. It's on number two right now. Yeah. So. Uh, sh- you don't want to get the issues. I understand if you're a trade person. Yeah. Definitely get it. But it's it's worth picking up. Um, Shadow Scouts steal a rare and deadly element called Z- Zenithium. Kyrkanos is brought in by Boba Fett to meet with the new start of the new empire. And he's given a gift of his Royal Guard uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Outer Rim people are, are starting to get instigated by and to believing that the New Republic is no different than the old empire. And it, they're being roused up by this shadowy robed figure, which I have a theory about him. Okay. Um, Leia and Jabba her the hut. no, <laughs> Leia and her kids are attacked by Mirith Sin, uh, or I'm sorry, not by Mirith Sin. Leia and her kids are attacked, but Mirith Sin actually she saves, saves them. them. Yeah. Kirkanos comes to dinner to meet with the guy that has welcomed him there. And he's actually at the very last page wearing his full royal guard uniform, yeah, which is awesome. just badass looking. Do you want to hear my theory on who this is? Who? Darth Revan. No. Darth Revan's old Republic. Aye, aye. Know who my theory is on that? Yeah. Carter Jacks from oh, Crimson from Empire 1. Yeah, it could be. Because he fell off the edge. We yeah, never, never saw, saw him die. Yeah. Never saw a body. I think it's Carter Jacks. That'd be awesome. Another prediction I have for the next issue. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to sit down and have dinner with them. I don't think so either. I think now he's wearing the Royal Guard, he's going to kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll he'll blend in and then like do it behind the scenes yeah. and stuff like that and just blend in with the rest of them. Yeah. I don't think he sees this new empire as his mm-hmm. empire. No. He's still old school empire. Right. So. All right. Then we have uh, Dark Times number three. And I had this as a buy. Flipping through it right now, I gave this one a borrow. Really? I yes. thought you said you were liking this one. I, I did. I did. Okay. What didn't you like? Well, I'll get into the Go story ahead. here. Uh, you want to say who did it? I forgot to mention Stradley. Okay. That was the writer? Yeah, Randy Stradley, and art is uh, Douglas Wheatley. 
Okay. Uh, on Crimson Empire, the a writer was Mike Richardson and Rad- Randy Stradley, and then the art was done by Paul Gulacy. So, just for reference. And because the art's really awesome in Crimson Empire. Yeah, it is. It's really oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, the art's really good in this, too. too, yeah. Yeah, I had this as a buy. I'm really enjoying the story. So, Ember, uh, which is the, the girl that was with Das Jenner, is on, she's been captured, and she's in the caravan of slavers, and she thinks that Das Jenner will never be able to find her and rescue her. The crew of the Yuhumeli discover where Das must have ended up, and they head that way because they find out that there was a report that some um, ships were taken down. But why would the Empire report their ships going down but still completing still the mission? Can, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. So they figure that must be where Das is. Uh, th- we see a glimpse of the past, which I really love this part. Glimpse of the past where we see that Das Jenner is just seen as an average Jedi by the Jedi Masters. And Yoda says, well, even, we need Jedis of all levels. Yeah. So Das already has in his mind that he is not a capable Jedi. Right, because so, of what Yoda said. We need him of all different abilities, not just uh, the you know, Jedi Masters who can kick ass. But, right. You know. Then we see that Vader is alerted to the data about the ships that Das took, took out when he crashed. And he wants that data sent to him. So, so he deploys people to get yep. it. And then Das uh, Jenner actually catches up with the caravan and attacks it with the assassin that's been tracking him down in a sniper position, mm-hmm. watching this battle go on. Yeah. So there's a lot of elements going on. The assassin's watching him, about to, wants to take him out. We got Vader coming. We got his buddies coming. Yeah, and, and it ends with them, them starting the battle. Yep. And I think if uh, we had like two or three more pages... Of the actual battle, because you want to see the battle. I wanted to see the battle. It's all, it's all build up. Yeah, and to me, well, it's all build up. I want the the explosion. I think. Well, I think that's why they left it where it's at because they want to come back. Yeah, I want yeah. to come back. Yeah. So, all right, Knight Errant number four. I gave this a snarf. Did you? Yes. Borrow. Um, this. Uh, well, let me go over what happens. If you want to say who wrote and yeah, sure. drew it. Drew it. Uh, John Jackson Miller wrote it. Aniban Kolao. Yeah. I forgot to give you Kolao. some of the tough names for once. Yeah, Iban. <laughs> um, yeah, John Jackson Miller. It's hard. <laughs> no, the artist, though. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, on, in Night Errant, the planet is being flooded, and Kara Holt is saving all that she can. Her friend Jode dives into the water, which Kara believes he's basically killed himself right. because he doesn't have the deluge drugs anymore. Uh, Jen Devad, which is the leader of the Devil Squadron, she escapes Zoda the Hut by blowing up the orange boxes that Zoda's crew has confiscated from her ship. Because remember, she had all those orange boxes. Yeah. Well, she had a detonator on all of them. So she was able to blow them all up. And she finds a ship and escapes. Jode, uh, who had dove below water, actually shows back up with a submarine to help aid in the rescue. He Because he wasn't flooded with the drugs anymore, he remembered, he remembered yeah. how to operate a submarine and how to fix it and everything else. So he dove under the water to go get the submarine. And then he, he brings it up, they start yep. saving the people. Jen arrives uh, then in the end with a ship to get Kara's aid in stopping the weather weapon from going to the planet Darknell, which is where Lord Damon is and billions of people. So yeah. she doesn't want to go help Lord Damon, but she doesn't want billions of people to die either. Here's two things with this. Why picking a snarf? I didn't really care for the art. I felt like it it looked it's, it didn't look as good as the last couple issues. I was going to say that too. It's okay if you got this one and read it on your own. The art looks yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. this looks good. It's okay, but it's, it's not, not as good as the other two. 
Well, it's not as good as the other two issues we covered, but I don't even think it's as good as the other issues of this book. Yeah. The other issues, I think the art was a little bit better. But you do have like a Jabba the Hutt creature in shoulder pads with spikes, Road Warrior style. That's sure. awesome. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. That's awesome. But also, the reason I gave this a snarf is I didn't feel like much happened. Again, that's why I gave it a low bar. It's a setup issue yeah. for, the, for the conclusion. It's I'm, a setup. I'm like, I'm, I'm not caring about these characters like yeah. I do in the other books. True. The other ones are better. So if you're going to get a Star Wars book, that's and not it's it. not going to be Crimson Empire, right? Night Errant's not your book. No. So that's why it was a snarf. All right. All right. Uh, Star Wars Invasion um, Revelations, number five. Yes. I gave this a buy. I gave this a borrow, I believe. Did you? Yeah. I wanted to give it a buy because I've been enjoying it. Yeah. But um, this, I gave, me, it, I gave it a the, high borrow. To me, this was the best one of the whole set. It's five books. Okay. To me, this was the best one. No. Oh, I thought so. No. I think the one before this was better than that. Mm. Because you had that huge battle going on. You found out that Master Dre was turned traitor. Like, that all happened last issue. Yeah. This, okay, let me go over. Okay, uh, go ahead, go ahead. If you want to say who wrote it and yeah, drew sure. it. Uh, Tom Taylor on the uh, the script there and Colin Wilson on the art. Okay. <laughs> Again, other toughies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get some tough ones. Yeah. Uh, so, in this issue, Master Dre is... Uh, though, not to cut you off, though, Chris Scalf did the cover, so... Yeah. It's kind of painted looking. Yeah. He, well, he does amazing work. It's yeah. good. Uh, so, we have Master Dre, we find out, is basically nuts. <laughs> he yeah. goes crazy, and he chases after Finn. Prowl is destroyed because he sacrifices himself to allow Finn to escape, and Dre accidentally kills him. Mm-hmm. Dre is basically like, you're supposed to be fighting with me. I had this vision, so we might still be seeing something like that happening. Uh, the battle on Shramar, uh continues, and more ships arrive, completing the surprise attack on the Yuzan Vong ships. Oh, yeah, dude. you got X-Wings. So that was cool. You've got TIE Fighters was, in here. That was cool. You've got uh, AT-AT Walkers I said here. you Stormtroopers. It was a high borrow. It's all over. It's awesome. Uh, Queen Nina... After the battle, speaks to the survivors about how they only have each other because Coruscant's so far away, the Outer Rim can only count on each other. other, But she knows how they can win, and then she reveals herself as the Yuzan Vong. Vong. And this is the first time Finn Galfridian's seeing his mom as As who she is. Here's why it got a high borrow and not a buy. Okay. This should have been a series. And not a bunch of miniseries. Because now I'm left hanging at the end of this one again, just like last just time. Just like last time, yeah. Of what's coming next. I know another miniseries is coming. They're not going to just stop here with the story. Yeah. This should have just been a comic book series. Why are we doing miniseries constantly? I, You know what? I, I would agree with that because I think it's strong enough to hold its own. Right. The, I, I guess don't know the, if the sale figures are there. I guess the argument is for the sales figures. But you know what? If I picked up this miniseries from this point... I wouldn't know what was happening. No. And guess what? When I pick up the next miniseries, if I had if that was if my you first didn't read one, the previous one, yeah, I wouldn't know what was happening lost, there either. Yeah. So why not make this a series? These are not miniseries. Miniseries to me should be self contained. Self contained. Yeah. I can start at the beginning, know what's happening by the time I'm at the end of it. And when I'm at the end of it, I'm at the end. I'm done, yeah. It's done. <laughs> this is not an ending yet. I, like I said, it's it's a good story. You've so, got all the you know, I liked action. It. You got the use on Vong, you got the big reveal of the mother. Like I said, that was the only thing that kept it from being a buy. And again, the Outer Alliance, the Outer Rim Alliance formed. It was awesome. Like I said, I actually enjoyed it. It was the best one of the the lot for me. Of the Star Wars ones? Of the Star Wars Invasion. Oh, of the Star Wars Invasion. Um, But no, for me, it was the previous issue. 
Okay. Uh, but I still liked it, but like I said, it was just the fact that, okay, now I'm left hanging again. Okay. So, all right. Let's want to do two more Transformers and then we'll take a break. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. All right. So we have uh, Transformers number 30. Yes. Bye. Borrow. Really? Yes. Wow, and I've been souring on the case. <laughs> um, I'll tell you maybe what. It's, maybe it's a holiday mood. I bought this. Maybe. Uh, this is good. So if you want to give us a writer. Or yeah, this is uh, Costa and James Roberts. And the art is, uh, oh crap, here we go. Yep. <laughs> Liviano. No. <laughs> what, what's L-I-V-I-O? Where are you getting an N in there? <laughs> Livano? Laval? Livio. Livio. <laughs> Ramon Deli. Yeah. You're good on his last name. Well, Raymond Deli. R- Raymond Deli, yeah. But I don't know where you're getting Livio an N. Livio Raymond Deli. Livio. <laughs> Livio. Yeah. Olivio. So, uh, here's what happens in this one. The battle continues on Cybertron. Megatron blasts at the Devoid, which I hate that name. The Devoid. <laughs> um, it's like a void the Noid, you know? Yeah. The Domino's commercial, right. the Void the Noid. Yeah, we put it in some earlier episodes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Noid. He loves to ruin your pizza. Galvatron. Oh, <laughs> there it was again. What the fuck? Galvatron puts the heart of darkness into the core of Cybertron, thinking that he saved them all, but that yeah. is exactly what the Devoid wanted him to do, because then that would allow him to bring the dead universe across. Across. You see how bad he beat up Megatron is? Yes. Awesome. So, in a last effort, Prime sacrifices himself into the core by opening up the Matrix as he's going in. Everything goes white. And we see Prime kneeling before on, like, some planet or something like that. He's somewhere. Be- before a broken Matrix. Yeah, they even throw in a big, giant white page. Yes. To, to kind of give you the... Yeah. What happened. And it looks like creation started all over again, and Prime's there on a planet. Yeah. We don't, don't know, know. Where, we don't know where he's at. Don't yeah. know. He's by himself. So he's on his knees. Here's what made it a borrow for me. I love the artwork. I thought the artwork looked cool. It's, it's that... Painted it's a painted style, style yeah. so it looked cool. It, it felt it fit in with the yeah. rest of the books that are going in the series that have gone like this. Yeah, it was a very predictable ending story for me. Really, I didn't think they would just blow it up. And I knew that Galvatron wasn't going to be the hero, which would have been cool if they had done that. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. But you, I knew I was like, this isn't going to work the way it's going to be exactly what this thing wanted. I knew that Prime was going to use the Matrix to go into the core because I I could almost hear the touch music. Perhaps there does exist a source of wisdom powerful enough to destroy the spores and cure the entire world. The accumulated wisdom that resides within the Matrix. Stop! Never quit us on. This world is ours. Optimus Prime shall die again. You got the touch. What is this? You got the power. Now light our darkest hour. And here's the other thing I would not have done. Well, I would have ended on the white page. Ooh, Sopranos. So you don't know if... You would have Sopranoed me? Yeah. You son of a bitch. Well, here's the thing. The one issue coming up is called The Death of Optimus Prime. I think it's called that because he's out here somewhere. He's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> so how are you calling it? How am I going to be shocked with The Death of Optimus Prime issue? I know he's not dead. I know now, yeah. 
So I'm saying, leave it at the white page. That would have been awesome. Borrow. All right. The I fact that I could come up with a better story than that, with oh! Galvatron being the hero. Calling out Mike Costa. Galvatron being the hero and ending on the white page so you don't know if Optimus Prime survived. Hey, there was some uh, talk oh, about yeah. Costa. We'll get into that in a future episode. I actually have an idea. We should probably do a whole episode on just that. Yeah. Because uh, I think we could have some Mike good Costa the roast? Yes. I'm not roasting the guy. All right. You ain't praising He does great work yeah. in Cobra. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, uh, then we have Transformers. Timelines. Timelines, number six. Now, this was a BotCon exclusive. exclusive yeah. Uh, we were able to get it through DCBS, which is another reason to go check them out, because you could get you shit get, like this. Yeah. Solicited. Solicited. So, what this issue is, just to give you a heads up here, it's seven ninety five right. cover price. I didn't pay that. Right. <laughs> you get a story, and it's like animated Transformers mm-hmm. story. But then they throw in some extras for you here, so it's a it's a nice big double sized issue. Yep. You get some um, obviously there's some advertisements and things like that. But then they give you the uh, biographies or you know blurbs or whatever. Yep. Kind of like on the back of a box would be on a toy, like a file yeah. card or something. Yeah, you like get that. all these like file card type things. There's a lot of extra information. You're getting your seven ninety nine. You're getting your money's worth, yeah. Yes. Especially if you're a Transformer head. Uh, you yeah. Know. And they now, give you information about BotCon, what went on. Here's, there's here's, blurbs on the toys. There's photos, descriptions. Here's what they do with these timelines also. They pick a Transformers era. Mm-hmm. It could be any era. Right. For this one, they picked the Transformers animated series. Not my favorite, but... Mine either. Probably my least favorite, actually. But... <laughs> that that being, Beast Wars. That being said... No, I love Beast Wars. That being said, they will give you a story that comes in this issue based on that time period and that era, and they fit it in someplace. There's been some really cool stories that have been done. I had a uh, one from like a year or two ago where it was a cup story. Uh, and it was like him reminiscing on a past war and battle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was really cool. Um, this one, I gave a low borrow. Okay, I, I gave it a buy because not only do you get the comic story of the animated Transformers, but you get all the extras about it and the extra information about BotCon. Mm-hmm. There's toy information about it. So you, you definitely get a lot for your money. Yeah. And granted, let me preface this by saying it's only a buy if you're a Transformer fan. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not a Transformer fan, you're not, gonna enjoy you're not even going to want to touch this issue. Right. Because it's total Transformer. Here's why it's, it's a... It's nothing but Transformer. Here's why it's a low borrow for me. I don't care about this... You trans- hate the Transformers? No, I don't care about this version of Transformers. This incarnation of Transformers, right. yeah. Um, but I love all the extra stuff. Again, I do so too, and I'm not I the biggest animated Transformer yeah. fan in the world. Hell, I'm not even the biggest Transformer fan in the world. No, you're not, because you're, you're not buying any books coming up. But I would give this a buy, <laughs> simply because of the fact, if you are a Transformer fan, this is right up your alley, especially if your main thing is the And that's series. actually why I give it a borrow, is because I feel like if you have the chance to borrow this from someone just to check out some of the goodies in the back and everything else, all the file card yeah. information, it's worth checking out. Yeah, it's exactly. not necessarily worth owning. If, if you're me or you, it's a borrow. If you're a total no, Transformer it, guy... No, if it's me, I'm a total Transformers guy, and it's still a borrow. Alright. <laughs> for me. Because, again, I don't care about this Transformers. I don't The story I didn't care for. To go into this... But somebody... I mean, the animated series... Maybe someone that likes the animated series... Depending that, on their age, this is their Transformers. Sure. They, they, they they're wrong. Well, sure. <laughs> but G1 is not their Transformers. This is... But G1 is the first G. No kidding. <laughs> know your history it's out the there. the OG. <laughs> the OG. So, I even like Generation 2 over this. Woo. So, 
which would probably be my next least favorite. G2? <laughs> G2. I like G2. Gatorade? Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Um, so the st- uh, story on this issue was done by Marty Eisenberg, Derek J. Wyatt, and Matt Youngberg. Uh, and the pencil work was done by Marcelo Materi. Uh, here's what basically happens with this. We have Cheetor, who's a car in this. He's a Cheeto. Um, he catches two Decepticons, but causes a lot of damage, so he's actually assigned a new partner. He's like a cop in this yeah. thing. Uh, and his new partner, Sideswipe, and Sideswipe's meant to kept, keep him in check. Keep, uh, Cheetor in check. Cheetor. So they go to check out this Stunticon act that's, uh, based on a tip that they got from this other, uh, Cybertronian, uh, who's kind of like a snitch. And everything seems fine. But they actually find out that the show is all a front to help free the Decepticon prisoners, uh, which they, of course, stop that from happening. Sideswipe lays back at the end of it all, looks up at the sky to kind of think about what just all happened. And he sees a meteor shower coming, but he finds out that it's not meteors. It's actually more Decepticons coming from space. That's what made it low borrow for me. Because you don't know the conclusion. This is a one-shot story. They are not doing another issue. The next issue is going to be a whole other time era. Well, does the next story continue in the Transformers the Animated Book? I don't know. I'm not buying I don't know. Yeah. But that that's books doesn't exist anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like These are supposed to be one-shot stories where it's self-contained. It takes place in an era. Maybe it's like, holy crap, they're still coming. They put at the end, they put... The end, question mark. It's yeah. like, no, it is the end. Uh, Marvel's great for that. <laughs> well, this isn't Marvel. I know, but Marvel's great for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just like, really? You're giving me, like, a the end question mark? At Maybe. The end Maybe. Uh, I know, because the next time they're going to do a different era. Right. So, all right, want to get into... Uh, well, I figure since we cover Transformers, we can do our quick... Uh, Kung Fu grip on That's it. exactly what I was going to say. That's great. <laughs> so Let's grip our Kung Fu's. Kung Fu... All right, so holy crap, we actually had, ran over the Twinkie box, eh? right? <laughs> we actually had given to us. Yes, we, we each got one. Yes, a Devastator knockoff. Yes, by Crash Crash Murdoch on the forums. So, our buddy there sent us uh, a he, combiner transformer. Right. He. Uh, I'll let you play with it there. Right. Hit earlier. Combines. There we got the construction vehicles. They're in yellow they're because, yellow. again, it's a knockoff. And they're actual construction vehicles. Yep. And uh, what I did is I actually put it together to form Devastator. His head doesn't move. I was just looking. <laughs> That's where it kind of cracked a little bit. Connects a little bit, yeah. I will let you know because, and Crash warned us ahead of time, because right. it's a knockoff, it's more fragile. Right. Uh, I did crack a couple things while I was trying to put them together. <laughs> but you got those not giant per- man not, hands. Per- not permanently cracked. Like, not to where I broke it. But it, it, it was cracked a little bit uh, while trying to build Devastator. Now, the thing is, because of the knockoff, they didn't give you any instructions on how to transform the little tra- the vehicles or how to make the Devastator. Yeah. Luckily, I had one as a kid. Well, there you go. So I had to go based on memory. <laughs> <laughs> Which and, is not the greatest right. when you become our age. Now, the original Devastator... Were the hands hollow? On the hands... No, the, yeah, they were hollow, like they are there. Okay. But these, uh, the part that the hands go into mm-hmm. used to be little trigger things, so the hands could actually shoot, shoot out. out. Yeah, I remember These that, don't yeah. shoot out. Aw. So. 
But you said it's cool. I like the yellow and black look. It's that's cool because it's, it's more like realistic. Actual, yeah. yeah, it's more realistic, like a construction vehicle. I like it. It's definitely going to be a nice little piece on my shelf. Sure. With my other transformers, be like, hey, I got a Devastator how, there. Without the instructions, or how easy were they to transform? Not at all. <laughs> well, no, they're they're the vehicles are easy to transform. Okay. Putting Devastator together was a bitch because <laughs> I was like, I think okay, I think it goes this way, and I think this piece fits into here, and I mean, it yeah. it was a it was a pain. <laughs> so if you never had a Devastator, you don't want to buy the knockoff. <laughs> you're going to be wanting looking up these uh, instructions. On now the, I think uh, this was uh, I think on the box it said it was eight dollars. Okay, you're getting eight dollars worth. Sure. So it, and it was actually called Quick Change. Yeah. Robo system. Robo system, yeah. Robot Robo, system. Robo yeah. fighter. Quick change. So it's very cool. I like having it. Um, you could tell from just touching it, it's diff- It's different than the original. Yeah, well, well plastic-wise? Yeah, plastic-wise, you know, just probably quality-wise and everything else. But again, eight bucks. You're getting what you pay for. Right. I mean, the original, if you wanted to go out and price it on eBay, you're going to be paying $100 if, or more. Yeah, especially if you want them in nice condition. I had the original, and I think even the original twenty bucks a transformer. I think yeah. even the original costs a lot. Now, here's why I don't have my original anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you go. When I got older, I got inquisitive on how things worked, so I took some small screwdrivers and took apart all my transformers. <laughs> you, were, you were that kid, <laughs> and then I lost pieces. Now. Um, as I told you, you're not going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to look at it. Well, that comes off right there. Um, this piece right in, huh? This snaps into there. Oh, uh, yeah, this don't worry about it. Chuck just broke my devastation. I did not. <laughs> the leg fell off. Now I want yours. <laughs> no way. But, uh, oh, it just it snaps into okay, there. I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. So, cool. so, the only one Transformer that I was able to put back together, because I still had all the pieces, was Slag. Oh, the, the Dinobot. Yeah, Dinobot, yeah. So, yeah. You're not going to get him to stand up, dude. It took me like 10 minutes to get him to stand up. <laughs> get him back. <laughs> don't let me break it. Why don't you let me touch stuff? I don't know. I thought you'd like to see it before you opened yours up. I did. <laughs> and it was broken. So, uh, very appreciative yeah, of getting yeah. it. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. To have, like I said, when you have it's it together. It's going to look cool on a shelf. Yeah, yeah it looks cool you, sitting over there. Yeah. Now, if you go to buy something like this, and I was telling you, and you give it to your kids, mm-hmm. expect that pieces are going to break probably in the well, first month. Since you um, and me are going to buy it to collect and put on a shelf, why don't you just super glue it together and it won't come apart? I could, or I could just not touch it. Either way. <laughs> do you ever see a, 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 a time in your life when you're... That sucker's going to be 100 bucks down taking, the line. <laughs> when you're taking Devastator apart and making him six construction vehicles? Maybe. It might happen. Really? It might. I'm going to glue mine. You don't know me. I'm gluing mine. Well, what about the whole customization thing that you were against last episode? <laughs> yeah, but that that doesn't... That's not true for knockoffs. Okay. <laughs> you can customize a knockoff all you want. All right. So, uh, Thanks again, Crash. Yes. Now, spe- but, uh, yeah, definitely, if you, if you see it in your area, quick change robot, yeah. uh, pick it up. Yep. Now, speaking of our listeners, we have a whole bunch of voicemails to get to. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. So, uh, why don't we get in, get back into the Jedi Holocron here. We're going to be jumping around a lot. So, we're going to get into the Jedi Holocron here. And... Jedi Holocron. Catch up on some voicemails we had, which there's a lot of them. Yeah, so, more books to follow. Just to, just to let you all know. So, first we had JD call us. Our good buddy JD. Nice. So, here he is. What's he up to? 
JD. Um, I'm not reading the current Joe uh, comic, but I am listening to episode 53, and you guys said Tomac should be the new Cobra Commander. Are you telling me they killed off Zamot? How can they kill off one of the Crimson Twins? I would like to know how that happened, and yes, you can spoil it. I want to know how they killed him off, why they killed him off, and how Tomax has been responding to that, because what's one without the other? All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. I have one question for JD. Where were you? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Where you been, brother? Um, we, we covered that? We covered that a while ago, and don't worry about spoiling it, we did. <laughs> uh, and he feels upset. He's, he's really taking it hard that his brother died. Yeah. It all happened in Cobra, Jejo Cobra. Right. Uh, right after Cobra Commander was killed, yeah. which I hope you were around to hear that one. That was like episode 19 or something? Uh, somewhere around there. Uh, check episode 19, 2021, around that area. <laughs> around that time. But uh, he was Cobra Commander was killed by Chuckles. Yes. And Chuckles also wanted revenge on Zaymot. And, well, Tomax and Zaymot, Tomax really. Tomax and Zaymot, yeah. But he wanted revenge on Zaymot because of making him kill Jinx. Right. So... Spoilers. <laughs> so, yeah. From a year ago. <laughs> so, Chuckles got Zaymot into a sub, a nuclear sub, blew up the sub, killing through a nuclear missile being launched, destroyed Cobra Island, destroyed Zaymot, and killed himself in the process. Right. yeah. Or so we think because, again, no body. <laughs> well, it blew up the air. Right. It's a nuclear missile. I'm assuming he's dead. He's dead, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So and that, it's not like the cartoon where one twin gets punched, the other one feels it. Feels it, yeah. yeah. It's nothing like that. But, yeah, so that that's that's what happened is to uh, Zaymont. So. Dead meat. Hope, hope that helps you. Merry <laughs> so, Christmas. He's dead. All right. Uh, then we had Daryl from DC Noise. Oh, yeah. DC Noise in the house. So uh, go ahead and play that one. Hello. This is uh, Daryl and... Um, First time calling in. First time, long time. And uh, I really love the show. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I love the, the 80s talk. And I just watched The Last Thundercats. And I think this cartoon is awesome. The new version of Thundercats, it is totally awesome. I mean, they give, they have Tigra with, with has the, you know, that little conflict with Lionel brothers. And it, and it has the, it has like the Thundercats being like a Roman Empire type of thing. And because of it, it crumbled. All the little animals, you know, the other different species of animals on the planet who were pretty much enslaved or they're pretty much kept, they're kept in poverty while the, 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 uh, the lions and stuff are, are held up with, with you know, their riches and all that. And, it, and they were able to, you know, Mumra were able to, Turned them all against the the uh, the cats. I mean, I, I just thought that the story was just good. I enjoyed it, I, and then it has life and death issues, and the people die. Because I hate that cheesy shit. I can't stand cheesy cartoons, especially with little kids in them. I cannot stand. You know what? That's why I hated the Transformers Prime. Like I loved the the Transformers, but I could not stand those kids in in the cartoon. Which is why I just I watched the last this this last season, but I just could not stand it at the same time. And I don't even want to get into GI Joe relaunch or whatever the hell that was, which was just a, just a mess. But is are there any Transformer comics 
that somebody who hasn't really read much since like maybe the 90s and 2000s to jump into, who does, who likes the, I like the grim and gritty Transformers stuff. So what are some books that I could jump into? And uh, you guys keep up the good work, and I enjoy listening to you on my computer machine. And uh, so take care. All right. Well, thanks, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, Daryl's on DC Noise podcast as well as like about 20 other podcasts. Yeah, he, like he no, does a lot. He does like no apologies. No apologies, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I said it. And he's, a, uh, he's a man of many, many podcasts. Yes. Uh, awesome guy, too. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, we hung out with him last Super Show. Great yeah. guy. So, uh, Thundercats first. Thundercats. Uh, Cartoon. I, I, I like the take he put on it, but the Romans and the, yeah. the cats were the, the fat cats up on the hill. Yep. The other guys were kind of poverty, like the yep. slaves and stuff. It's, it's a good dynamic to think of it kind of like that. Yeah. I do like that the fact that, well, nowadays they are giving these characters and stories more character development. More depth. More depth, yeah. I love the whole, uh, they did recently with... Uh, Chitara becoming a, a cleric, cleric yeah. where they showed her like having patience outside the temple and Tigro talking her. Yeah. Like that was really awesome. I like the dynamic of Lionel and Tigra, yeah. how they're brothers and the father but there's the conflict him. going on. Yeah. So that was all that. Yeah, I mean it's it's an awesome show. I yeah. can't I can't say enough good things about it. I, so. I definitely would recommend watching it. Uh, I got out of Transformers Prime. I watched it for quite a while, probably longer than longer than me than most people that I know, and that's why one of the reasons I got out of it because of those kids. Yeah, those kids were annoying. Yeah, I watch. I kept watching it because they started introducing other characters as far as the actual Transformers characters, and I was yeah. like, "Well, that's cool." But yeah, it was like I those kids were annoying. That's why I got out of it. Yeah. Um, G.I. Joe Renegades, we've talked about before. Yeah, I was... It gets better as it goes along. The more you watch it, the better it gets. I don't like the Neo Viper Ripcord guy. Oh, yeah. Elastic Man. <laughs> yeah. Elastic Man. <laughs> but everything else I, I actually enjoyed uh, the more you watched it. It was yeah. basically G.I. Joe with the A-Team. That's what it was. Yeah. Which I, is kind of what the movie seems like it might be like, too. Because they're on they're, the run from they're Cobra. On, yeah, and they're the ones that are left. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, the more Flint, I, Flint and Lady J are gonna be in the new movie. Good, yeah. Maybe I get some sex. <laughs> Dude, let me down. So, uh, uh, and then as far as Transformers comics, uh, I mean, if you want the gritty stuff, I, I would recommend the Dreamwave stuff to you. That's pretty good stuff if you can get your hands on it. If you can find it, he wants, but he's kind of looking for trades, and there's not a whole lot of trades of the Dreamwave stuff. Yeah. And if you do find them, they're expensive. What I was going to recommend, which is what I think we always recommend, especially if you like gritty, hard-nosed stuff that's really good, All Hail Megatron. Good stuff. You don't... Yes, there's a whole story that led up to it, but you and I both read it that without reading the previous stories. Or you can jump at right least in. for me, I didn't yeah, remember can, the previous story. You can story. jump in All Hail Megatron and understand but, what's going on. Yes. All you have to do is have some familiarity with the characters, which you do, obviously, because you said you like the Transformers. Yeah, you know Autobots are good, Decepticons are bad, and you know, you know who you Megatron, Megatron is. in yeah. on a page and Prime. You, you know who Devastator is, all yeah. that type of stuff. So, I would highly recommend it. You can get it in two different ver- or three different versions. Three. There is a... Standard issues. Well, you got actually four, if you, you count, count that. that yeah. So, you got standard issues, you got trade paperbacks, which yeah. there's four of them. Right. That's what I've got. You got... And then you got two different hardcover editions. You have the IDW Collection Volume 5 hardcover, which is all All Hail Megatron storyline. Or they have a hardcover that's just called All Hail Megatron. And what that gives you, that one's a little bit more expensive. That's probably the most expensive one. 
that one gives you the whole story plus the supplement issues of like spotlights, spotlights and, and everything else. So, but if you're getting the regular collection, you're getting that anyway. Now, what I would recommend personally, if you think it's something you're going to continue, I would say start with the and if, if you have the money for this, if you get on in stock trades or Amazon, you'll find it for a decent price. Is the IDW collection volume one? Right. It starts you with IDW's Transformers. It is grittier. It is. It, it's nice. A little bit larger than normal size format. And they're hardcover bound. They're hardcover bound with a little bookmark, bookmark thing in there. Um, definitely worth the money. And on what DCBS in stock, it's 32 like bucks. thirty-two bucks or something. And I think yeah. Amazon's the same price. They're really. I've got the first two volumes. They're really, yeah. really good. I have the four volumes that have come out, and I got that big hardcover of All Hail Megatron. So yeah. it's. Worth the money, but like I said, if you want to just try one, yeah, cover price on that's like fifty bucks. Yeah, if you want to just try one, get the first volume of All Hell Megatron just to see if you like it in trade. Yeah, in trade, or if you go to a comic shop, or if you go to a you know convention and they have some of the Dreamwave stuff, if you could find it, yeah, definitely pick that up. That's good stuff. That's too. good stuff too. Yeah, but I'm I'm just thinking he's saying he likes gritty and All Hell Megatron was real gritty. It is so it is. so definitely. Definitely get that. Let, let us know if you read it. What do you think about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we and, had uh, keep that computer machine plugged in. Yes, <laughs> the computer machine. We had Victor from ETM Exploring Multiverse. Oh, uh, give us a call. Yeah, just a little uh, quick start. They're doing a Kickstarter program, so uh, donate to them. And also, uh, where the hell's a new episode? <laughs> I didn't get one this week. Yeah, we're stuck on Gladstone. Right. What's up with that? <laughs> Holiday <laughs> break. <laughs> All right. So here's uh, here's Victor's voicemail. Hey, Sergeant, this is Victor from Sport Multiverse. Listen to the latest episode, not to say, Chuck, disappointed. You lost your fan. I was rooting for the champ. And here, here I'm listening. And you, you call out the ETM crew. You don't say particular people, you say ETM. So I got some lumps in that, and that I'm dissing the new 52. And I'm all aboard the new 52. There's books I don't like, but I'm all aboard. I'm ordering more DC books than anything. But you lump me in that crew, so I gotta say, down with the champ. So you apologize and redeem yourself. Or you don't have to, you keep griping it. It's still both entertaining. Alright, see you later guys. Bye. I'm gonna play that on a loop too. Down yeah. with the champ. Down with the champ. <laughs> down with the champ. I believe last episode I apologized for that. Right. Um but yeah. But people didn't know what you were talking about then. But you sound like yeah. a blithering idiot. I, it's, it's typical. <laughs> typical. I did apologize, Victor. I'm sorry I lumped you in with Mike and Bill and Lucas. Right. Especially and Bill. He was hating on things. You Luke, were not. Lucas was hating on things. He too. was hating too. You were just hating on I would, war. I would I would hate more on Lucas because Bill listens to us also. Lucas doesn't listen to us. Ooh. <laughs> he should. He should. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. No. Mike doesn't listen to us either. Oh, okay. So we can pick on Mike and Lucas. Is that that's how it's going? We down. won't pick on Bill and Victor because they support us. Yeah, so we'll support them. They actually came on the show where the other two didn't. Right. Okay. So so if we know who our favorites are. Right. Exactly. The lines in the sand has been drawn. It's a given. It's a given. All right. Then we had uh, Matt Warden forty three TK. Uh, he called and left us a voicemail. Well, Star Joe's This is Matt Neary, uh, Warden forty three TK on the forums, calling you guys. I really, really need you guys to discuss something for me. Um, and this is your stance, uh, you guys' personal beliefs on double shipping books. I don't know how much Marvel you guys tend to read, but these are the main books that are kind of doing this. And, you know, I have 
a decent amount of Marvel on my pull list. Um, and nowhere is it more glaring than, like, the Avengers and X-Men titles. Sorry, Chuck. But uh, Avengers, you know, Avengers Double Shipping, New Avengers, Secret Avengers, Uncanny X-Men, Uncanny X-Force. All these books are, like, double shipping. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, the cross-branding thing that you guys kind of talked about last episode between, like, G.I. Joe, Cobra, and Snake Eyes, making you buy, you know, all these books that way. I understand that. That's not a... That's not a huge deal to me, but it's just the double shipping of one singular title. And I know the argument about, well, at least Mar- you're spending your money on Marvel books and you're not buying DC and indie books and stuff like that. That's not the case at all. You know, I I have a lot of Marvel and I'm dropping a lot of Marvel because of the double shipping. And I'm buying other indie books and other people that buy comics as, as much as me, you know, they're doing the same thing. They're buying and trying other things because of this. Um, and I know it's like the argument is also about, well, this is more for the casual readers. You know, they like Avengers, so we're going to get them for two issues of Avengers instead of other things. But, for example, in January, Venom issue 12 came out. And if you look at the February solicits for this month, not only is there Venom 13, there's Venom 13.1, 2, 3, and 4. So that's five issues. So you're saying someone who comes in a comic store in January picks up one issue of Venom, the next month they have to pick up five, and that's fair? If I was just starting reading comics, that would not be a good deal. Don't get me started on point one initiative. I think it's bullshit. It's just another way to get money out of people, and I just I think it's kind of cruel and it's not fair. So, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm completely done with Marvel. I hate Marvel. You know, I love their characters. I honestly do, and I'm still going to get their books, but I'm just, you know, going to watch what I'm buying. Even on DCBS, it's starting to get expensive with all this double shipping. And, you know, they're saying that, oh, you should get their solo books and stuff, but honestly, they don't matter. If you look at Captain America that was in Fear Itself and the Captain America that's in the Captain America book, they're two divergent characters, and the team book stuff matters more than the the solo book. So I know that's a lot for you guys to chew on, but if you could kind of dig into that a little bit, obviously I'm a little worked up, but uh, I'd like to hear what you guys think. So uh, take care. I love the show, and it's awesome that you guys are doing the Toys for Tots thing as well, too. So uh, I encourage everyone to do that, like you guys. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. All right. Yeah, fuck Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> no. I am i don't think he could have said it any better, because it's kind of the same boat that it's, I'm in yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you don't get a lot of Marvel. You get a few, because a few, you kind of yeah. jumped on the whole DC thing. Yeah, thank you, DC. Um, <laughs> but Double shipping sucks. It does. A lot. It's, it's the only thing they're doing. They're doing it on purpose, too. They're doing it on purpose because with the bigger titles and I will to tell, make more money. I will tell you for a fact they're doing it on purpose because Marvel's flat out come out and said, we're doing double shipping to gain more of the market share. Great temporary short-term idea. Fix, yeah. Long-term idea it, is horrible. It's going to It's going to kick your ass, Marvel, because people are going to do exactly what, what Matt's doing and I'm doing. Because I have been dropping titles. Yeah. The Venom thing, I loved the Venom title. I was writing it and really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. And then I ordered those five issues that are coming out in February. And then I was like, why the hell am I ordering these five issues? And I dropped them all. In one month. Short and month. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done with Venom now. Yeah, you're out. I'm out. And like you said, you're doing it on the big name, big selling books because right. people buy them. X-Men, Avengers. Right. That's what's happened with X-Men for me now, too. Avengers have happened for me. I've already dropped uh, Avengers Academy, which yeah. I was enjoying. But yeah. they were making me buy two issues of New Avengers and two of issues of... Secret. Uh, no, no, two issues of uh, Avengers and two issues of New Avengers. Yeah. And then Secret Avengers is next on the chopping block. I love Secret Avengers. In fact, I like it better than the other two Avengers. But to Matt's point, 
the big event stuff happens in, in the, the main big, books. The yeah. main team books. Yeah. Same thing with uh, X Men. X twenty three is getting canceled, so I was like, okay, well, there's a title already. There's that, one of the five that's gone. Right. There's one that's gone. But I'm like, okay, they're going to keep double shipping these. I'm going to start cutting X Men books too. I'm I, a, I hear you. I like and Wolver- it's not I like Wolverine. I my, like the Wolverines. I, I like my Wolverine book. Yeah, and, and it's not the fact that I don't really care about the X Men or anything. Like it goes beyond that. It's how many books do you need of the same characters? Right. Now I'm a Spider Man fan. Right. Now there's a lot of Spider Man books that, that crosses over. Right. There's he's in uh, Amazing Spider Man, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four. He's in Avengers. Right. And every once in a while he'll get into a daredevil or something right. like that. And every once in a while he'll pop somewhere else, just right. run off his own on point one or He's something. He's been in X Men a couple times. Yeah, he'll he'll make appearances. Yeah. I don't get every time every Spider Man book he's in, I stick with Amazing. And that's it. Pretty much it. Yeah. I was getting Avengers. You're not even gonna be getting the no. amazing point one issue. No, it, it, him and Morbius. Right. I, I don't need another story, a little one shot of him and Morbius. Now the whole Morbius reason is not a character I don't even really well, enjoy. Well I was gonna say that the whole reason I'm gonna get it is because I do like the character Morbius. If it was somebody else, I wouldn't get it. But I'm getting those stupid daredevils. Yeah. And he crosses over into that. Right. And and Spider Man it, it ships more than once a month. Yeah, but you know what, that one was planned from the beginning because I know. Because they actually had multiple Spider-Man titles, and they said, they well, we're going to yeah. go just amazing, and we're going to do it three times a month. And then they even went down from that and said, we're going to do it twice, twice a month. But then yeah. they did the stupid point one issue, and yeah, now you're back to three times a month. Exactly. So, yeah. It's just it's another way for Marvel to make money when DC did the whole relaunch of the 52, because people got suckered into buying those number one issues, right. and they're continuing it. And DC's got a, a foothold of the, yeah. the market share right now. Right. And rightfully so. They're damn good books. Well, and Marvel's gaining ground on them, but I think they're gaining ground because of these double shippings. They're like padding the stats. Which, again, is going to be a temporary solution because people are going to start doing exactly what Matt and myself are doing. They're getting fed up with it and they're cutting it. getting annoyed. So guess what? It's like, I want to get 10 to 15 Marvel titles a month. Some people, it's not even I want 10 Marvel. I can only afford 10 Marvel titles. I can only afford 10 books a month. Right. What's my time? I, I can only keep up with that many <laughs> as far as reading. Right. And some people, so, it's monetarily, it's like, well, it is for I me can too. only get 10 books a yeah, month. It is for me, too. And I'm, one of them's got to be G.I. Joe. I'm, there's right. nine left. Now, what am I going to do? One right. of them's got to be Turtles, Joe. So, <laughs> what, what do I got left? I, I need a Transformers one, and I, I need a Star Wars one. So, now i got six titles left, and you're going to double ship this one? Well, guess what? I, I, just, re- I cut you. I either cut that double shipped one, or, or I'm I cutting cut something some, else. Yeah, to keep two of your X-Men books. Right. Because... I'm not going to cut Uncanny X-Men because I've collected it for so long. I'm not going to cut X-Men Legacy because I've collected it for so long. It's double shipping, so there's four titles. So guess what? Those other ones, I'm probably going to have to cut those because I'm always going to get these ones. Yes. Maybe those other books are other Marvel books that you were getting. Right. Maybe they're DC. Maybe, maybe, they're I'm gonna go to, yeah, maybe I'm going to go to the competitor and you just lost me. Yeah. But so. yeah, it sucks. It definitely sucks. Yeah. Um, Especially and I, if it's a character you, you enjoy reading. Like, and like you said, said. I will agree with him. The individual characters... The events might cross over into those things, but the impact for the main part, yeah, the big be, yeah. impact stuff happens usually in the team books. So yeah. Uncanny, Avengers, all that type of stuff. And he enjoys, it. like you said, he enjoys reading the X Men and Avengers, and they're doing all this right. stuff. Look at look at the friggin' fear itself that's going on right now, or just ended. We just ended, yeah. But how many how many tie-ins? Oh, there was a ton. It of crossed tie-ins. over everything, right? Now, X-Men, or not X-Men, but Marvel There's for like me... There's like 200 books to that stupid Marvel story. for me is pretty much... Because I like these characters. I like other characters, too, but like you said, I have to kind of budget it out. Yeah. 
are I get X Men titles, Avengers titles, and Spider Man. That's pretty much it. There's really nothing, and not much outside of that. Talks about cutting Spider Man, right? Many times, a lot. And I like it. It's I don't want to cut it. Yeah, but Marvel's screwing me. They're so. forcing your hand, right? So. And that really, honest to God, that's the only way they're going to get through to it if sales dip. Yep. Because of double shipping, you talk and, with and your people wallet. voice it, and and you you just say you know enough's enough. Yeah. I, we know a lot of people. From, you know, on the forums or other podcasts or just people we talk to who have said, you know, enough's enough. I can't do it anymore. I'm not yep. going to do it anymore. I, instead of buying all these, you know, books like this, I'm buying four X-Men books a month. Yep. I'm buying four brand new DC books. I've got four brand new characters, four brand new stories, and I'm not stuck with, you yep. know, and, and they're happy to get out. Yeah. They, they don't look back at it with regret. They're happy to get out. And I think, like, we... This is something we can talk about at some point in the future, but the books we cover on this show are typically books that are not bought by a lot of other comic book fans. They're property books. They're because someone likes Turtles or because someone likes Transformers, but they don't. those people usually, at least the stigma out there is that those people don't usually buy other comic book characters right. or comic books. Yeah. I don't totally agree with that, yeah. because I think a lot of our listeners list, read other comic books also. Well, sure, yeah. But, you know, I think maybe JT, I don't know, he, he might only get the G.I. Joe books. because no, he Yeah. Yeah. Because he likes G.I. Joe. He tried Men of War, he didn't really care for it, and that was it. Yeah. I don't know if he really gets much else. Yeah, if, if you're a hardcore Joe fan and you pick up the Joe books, that's it. If you're a hardcore Transformer fan, you pick up that book, because right. that's it. Uh, if you're a big turtle guy, you know, you pick right. that up, you know. But you know what? Maybe these people that are pissed at Marvel should come over to the Star Joe stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's Which, not a lot. There's not a lot. Price points are a little higher. I'll give rarely you ever double ship. <laughs> yeah. So. Rarely. Uh, Having with Transformers for just a, an event, and that was it. Yeah. Now it's over. Now you're going to get double shipping. That but it's, two it's two different titles, though. Which is fine. We're about to have a third title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Free comic book day. Woo-hoo. Transformers eighty point five. They're bringing back the Marvel baby. Yep, it's supposed to last till, for till issue one hundred. Unless I'm sure, unless it's selling. Unless well. it's selling, well. <laughs> then it'll keep going. All right, Chewy uh, left us a voicemail. Oh, Chewy. He left us many voicemails, but here's his first one. A day without Chewy is a day without sunshine. Oh Jesus! He won our last contest. Yes, he did. You hear? Congratulations. Let us know what you think. Morning, Star Joes. It's Chewy. I'm on the way to work. I am listening to the PSA episode. And uh, I just got to the point where um, a <clears throat> caller or a writer wrote in and had a, a, a cage max match between Aquaman and uh, Herman. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it's Merman rather than He-Man. Um, so, yeah, there is a typo, but I'm guessing it's Merman. Talk to you guys later. Like, Yeah, we get it. It's, it's yeah, Merman. Yeah, we're the idiots. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't pick up on that and everybody else did. Okay. Um, Joke's on us. Ha ha, you got us. But what I want to know is, got it. was he drinking on his way to work? Hell yeah, he was. Because he sounded like he was. <laughs> he was just happy because the new PSA was out. He was listening to it. He was enjoying it. Right. He was full of Christmas spirit. He spirits. was drunk he on He was our... donating to Toys for Tots. It he was, was a good thing. He was drunk on our love. <laughs> yeah. High on your love. So. All right. Then Thanks we had, for calling. Then we had... Uh, Thanks at, for rubbing our nose in it. Then we had X oh. uh, from Altered Egos. Okay. Call this up. Hey, Ryan and Chuck, this is X from the Altered Egos podcast. Um, I was giving you guys a call to find out if you would be interested in doing a, uh, an appearance on our show. Uh, on the Jan- January 15th, we're going to be releasing a show about Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, and Transformers, Robots in Disguise. 
If you guys are interested, please feel free to either email me at... Or you can get a hold of me at this number. Again, it's X from Alter Ecos. And I look forward to hearing from you guys, hopefully favorably. And if not, you guys should still do a great podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. So, hey, thanks for the kind words. Yeah. Uh, love the invitation. Uh, he should already have an email by the time he hears this uh, saying that we accept. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and all of you guys who wanted his email and his phone number, we, we bleeped it out. <laughs> So you can't have it. But, but we have it. We have it. So, um, and that's the only time we edit voicemails. Well, yeah, absolutely. And obvious reasons. So. Yeah, we didn't know if he wanted his phone number out there. Right. And I told Ryan to leave it in. Fuck I'll, it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm willing to sell it. There you go. <laughs> so you contact me. You email me. <laughs> How much will you pay Star for this at gmail.com. Subject line, paying for a phone number. <laughs> We'll talk price. We'll talk a price. Um, no, I, I would love to be on the episode. The only thing I don't know if he is aware of, because I looked it up, both those issues aren't going to be out by the 15th of January. Maybe we should email him and so discuss. I did in the email. I let him know. I Good was man. Like, one of the issues will be out by then, but, but not, not both the other of them. Yeah. So. We might have to delay it a week. Right. A couple weeks, actually. We'll see. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I, not I, our show. <laughs> he started He started listening to us because he was on DC Noise, and those guys recommended us to him because he's a big fan of the properties that we cover. Nice. So he's loving the show. Well, then, and, thanks. Uh, thanks and I have not, and I'm, I have not listened to All 30 Egos yet. I will. We will. I, I will definitely check it out. Going to download maybe some of that Because I've heard, I've heard good things about it. So. All right. I will download tonight. I promise you. Yes. All right, then we had uh, Chewy called us back again. Nice, because he's just he's just known for calling us back. Because he's that guy. Do you do you know he's left us like twenty four voicemails? Shut the front door. <laughs> since we started. Oh, I'm like today. No, <laughs> wow. Yes, we're gonna cover them all right now. <laughs> Let's break them up into halves. <laughs> no, so <laughs> we'll do twelve now and twelve next episode. So here's uh here's Chewy again. We're on speed dial. Star Joe, it's Chewy. I am sitting here with Patrick. Uh, once again, once again, <laughs> once again, you have just uh, us coming out and drinking. Uh, but we had a question, though. Question is: In the Star Wars universe, on film, um, is there anybody besides Jedi, Sith, and Han Solo that use a lightsaber? I don't think there is. Pat seems to—he's he's wavering. But we we thought we had to check with you. Uh, talk to you guys later. Out. Now, before now, you answer, no, no. Let me let me preference this. We told Patrick that the next time they get together, we wanted to go and be invited. So, Patrick, you dropped the ball because <laughs> we would have came. Um, before you answer this, I want to get my drink on. Chewie called back again with an elimination from his question. So, because they thought of somebody else. Okay. So. Hey, it's Chewie. Uh, Scratch General Grievous off that list, which is like. So there was General Grievous, who was not a Jedi or Sith, and not Han. <laughs> he did wield lightsabers. I thought of two other people that. Are we absolutely positive Grievous was not part of the Sith? Yes. Okay. He was part robot. He used lightsabers because those were his trophies. He of his kills from kills. Okay. Um, I did think of two other characters that. It, Held lightsabers, not necessarily wielded them. Okay, but they they actually handled uh, the held light. the hilt. Yes. Well, who you got? Well, do you have any ideas? Uncle Owen. <laughs> no. And Baru. No. All right. Let me think really seriously. Billy D. Williams. No. Lando. 
No. All right. That was one of my real guesses. Let me... Leia? No. All right. I'm done. Okay. R2-D2? Not a person, buddy. You said characters. All right. Go ahead. Grievous isn't a person either. More person. He had a heart. He's not a person. Go ahead. Go ahead. He was an alien. Uh, R2-D2, when he launched it to Luke in Jabba's right, Palace. I, Kenny Baker. Go right. ahead. <laughs> Moving on. And I don't know the character's name, but remember there was that officer when Luke surrendered himself. He said, we found him only carrying this. And handed oh, over and him. handed the lightsaber to Vader. Vader. Yeah, yeah. You're true on that. I'll so, give you that above R2. I'm smart. You are? <laughs> I do not doubt your Star Wars <laughs> knowledge, dude. And I didn't I have s- to look that up. I swear, as soon as I heard the voicemail, because I do hear him ahead of time. That's one part I don't doubt you on. Yeah, as soon as I heard the voicemail, I, it, it went through my memory bank, and that's who I thought of. I didn't look it up or anything like that. So There, there may be more. There yeah. might be more that I'm not even Emails thinking Emails, let of, us so. know. Yeah. When it comes to Star Wars, I, I take your word for it. Everything else, yeah, you're... you're <laughs> Um, you don't take my word on everything with Star Wars, though. I do. No, you don't. So you could be lying to me. <laughs> you like C-3PO. <laughs> shut up, dude. Just shut up. All right. Uh, then we have one last voicemail from Chewie. Oh, yeah. Star Joe's. It's Chewie. Uh, hey, I just left Patrick, and he dropped off the outstanding box of uh, stuff that I won for the contest. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, you guys are awesome. I can't wait to rip into it. I'm uh, going to read everything that's in there. And uh, you know what? I don't read a ton of comics these days, so I'll uh, give you a call back and, and kind of review everything that's in there. Uh, but again, I just wanted to say thank you. And um, you know what? Hey, it's off to the strip club, strip club for Chewy. Talk to you later. Oh. All right. Well, we'll hear back from him in 10 years when he reads all that. <laughs> There's I a think, lot in there, and, and you're welcome. I think periodically we'll probably get updates from him on yeah. something he read. Hey, he just read this. <laughs> totally confused. What's going on? <laughs> going back to the strip club. I'll talk to you later, Chewy. That's the next one. May, maybe I shouldn't have read this when I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, coming out of the strip club for a little break here, uh, reading this new comic. What the f- What's this green asshole? Yeah. I, that's what, Arrow. Oh. Uh, the light's dimming here. i got to go back in. i got to go back in. Make sure to heads up. So, uh, yeah. So, that was all our voicemails. Uh, you want to get back into some issues? We should do that, yeah. Uh, with, with our From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. Springfield to Tatooine in the sewers, baby. Let's jump right. in. With some Ninja Turtle love. Got some Ninja Turtles here. We have uh, number four. Solid buy. This was a borrow for me. You son of a bitch. I, Why? I like it. I'm enjoying it. You I'm gave happy. me shit about number one when I'm I am happy. I, I'm, oh, I'm happy I bought it. But I think oh, it's a borrow. <laughs> no. It was written by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz. And layouts How would by you Kevin Eastman. This one, this is the one where they come together. And penciler is Dan Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> All right, not man at arms. I Here, love him. Here's what. Here's what happened. Let me preference that. Raphael and Casey Jones fight old Hob and his gang. Yeah. We see a flashback which shows April explaining to the police how she was attacked by ninjas. Doctor Stockman finds out that the super soldier mutant mutagen. So evidently yeah. we're making Captain America. Doctor <laughs> soldier was uh, that the mutagen was taken. The other turtles save Raphael from being killed, and yeah. he is welcomed home. Yeah. Not a whole lot happened. What are there you was, talking about? They fought with... I could have made it a lot shorter. They fought with Old Hob, Mutagen stolen, Raphael returned home. Yeah, but you got the whole story of how Hob lost his eye. I knew how he lost his eye. Well, if they flash back and they show it, I mean. <laughs> then you got the story of how Hob took 
uh, Raphael right. as a little turtle. That's why he don't remember anything. Right. So why is he hugging Splinter at the end? Because I don't know. Because <laughs> that's why they wrote it. Plot flaw. Plot flaw. I want how how come he's welcome Splinter's welcoming Raphael as if, as if he's a lost son, and Raphael's hugging him back as if he's come home. Raphael didn't know Splinter. Maybe they knew each other when they were animals. That's what it is. Turtles don't have that great of memory. Mutagen makes them smart. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do have that great of memory. We don't know because no, we're not turtles. They're not elephants. <laughs> elephants are gay. I, I just saw it as a, out there. I just saw it as a as a plot flaw. I, now maybe next, no. maybe like last time. The next, this is the this is the the maybe like last time. I wish they wouldn't have brought them together so early in, in issue four here. Maybe, maybe they drug it out till ten. Maybe like last time. The we next, could have some Casey Jones and Raphael. Can I finish my sentence? Go ahead. <laughs> maybe like last time. The next issue will explain how Raphael and Splinter. Maybe they were together for a while and separated. You're just sour on a Ninja Turtle. You, you no, hate I'm the not. turtles. No, I hate the turtles. No, I don't. You hate the. turtles. I love the book. I'm enjoying it. It was a plot flaw. I'm calling you a liar, and you hate the turtles. Well, you hate the Muppets, <laughs> Transformers. I have a lot of hate, yes. You have a lot of hate. I know, but not for the turtles. I don't hate the turtles. All right, moving on. I like the turtles. It was just a plot flaw that I'm. Just, you obviously again, didn't, like, you obviously didn't pick up on. Again, you 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 delve way into this. That's my job. More than you should. <laughs> That's my job. It's a good, fun bubblegum read. Just it was fun. Read it for what it is. It was fun. It it's, just, it's and a nice it just didn't make sense. Journey. It made perfect sense. They're no. reunited, and it feels so good. They were never together. That's what I'm trying they to explain were together to you. Before they were like mutagen up the human form. They weren't even together then. Show me the panel in the previous three issues where they were together. They knew each other. How? They were neighbors. <laughs> They I borrowed sugar. I don't talk to my neighbors. No, well, there you go. I, no, I do talk there to you my know, neighbors. No, you don't. No, I do. What's their name? I don't hang first out with name. them. First name. First name. Give me any first name. Carl. Uh, the other neighbor. Jeff. All right, I got nothing. <laughs> I could have just been throwing names out there. <laughs> no, that is their names. So. I would have believed you too. No, that is their names. Now I don't. <laughs> you bastard. That is their names. <laughs> All right. So anyways. Um, yeah, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next, we have uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. To uh, This is written by Larry Hama. And, yes, it is. And Shannon Gallant. Yes. Uh, and this was a buy. Of course it is. <laughs> well, it's not always for me. <laughs> but, but this, this one, one was solid. a buy. This is solid. Now, to give you an idea of what happens in this issue, we're going to turn things back to DC Noise, because in a recent episode, Keith kind of said everything that happens in this issue. So, take it away, Keith, Mike, and Daryl. It, oh yeah, G.I. Joe, uh, Real American Hero. What number was that? You I have stopped, to. I, I stopped that. What's going on in that book right now? Oh, it's insane. If I can find it. Are, are you reading that, Daryl? The Real American. I read all of them, but I'm behind. I'm on behind. Real American Hero too. I'm behind on all of them, but I'm like three issues behind on Snake Eyes. I'm like three issues behind on Cobra. No, I'm I'm right up. Right up on top of it. <laughs> He's on top of it. That you are on top of it with your digital <laughs> collar. He's on all fours, baby. Ah, <laughs> Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Here your little we have these We have these blue ninjas all of a sudden coming out of nowhere. Uh, but they're in like a blue, um, what do you call it? Camouflage. And um, 
they have like cloaking devices. They could talk to each other. Um, they blew up the. I'm gonna mess up this name. The as Arashikagi uh, Ninja uh, Dojo or whatever in uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, Billy and and uh, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes were there. And uh, and they're like, where'd they go? They're all gone. And now in uh, Darkon, they they took uh, Darklon. Uh, and this is a little separate mission. They 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 captured Darklon, which he was like a later Cobra guy. But he got shot. Darklon got shot, and Lady J got shot. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. It looks like it's the end for Lady J. I'm sorry, man. No. But Flint, but Flint, Flint pulls out this uh this um the stuff to stop the blood. And now he has to make a decision. Does he save Lady J or does he save Darklon? Because they need Darklon for his information. What? Wait, wait, wouldn't he save Lady J? Doesn't he exactly. have something going on with her? Yes. Yeah. But they're like, you can't do that. Darklon has some info. We need the info. No, but just, just knowing Flint, don't you think he would save Lady J over the info? He'd say, fuck, yes. I could get the info later. Yes, but that's not what they did. Oh. Really? He chose the info? He had to, man. It's a mission. They're soldiers. They're the not, mission not. comes first. The mission yep. comes first. Their whole thing was was to do it. But she also said, do it. Do it, Flint. Do it. One more time. <laughs> it's like, what? Right now? Right now. Daryl's thinking right nasty. He's like, <laughs> he is. He's like, he was like, <laughs> when like, she said that, he's like, put it in me. <laughs> and she's like, but I'm bleeding. He's like, it's okay. It's all right. I don't we mind that time. Book. I don't mind that time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you did not just go there. <laughs> and keep with them before I got a chance to. <laughs> so they're in a helicopter and they're flying towards the um, towards the uh, the USS flag. You know, the big ass helicarrier. And and they got the tomahawk. I'm, I'm used to the. Uh, the dragonfly with with Wild Bill, but anyways, Wild Bill's flying this one. Him and Lift Ticket, they're just taking it down. But Who's something's Lift wrong with Ticket? Because I, I never heard that name before. He's a uh, another uh, helicopter pilot. Yeah, oh, he's he like a... just a C tier guy or what? Yeah, I think I actually I think he may have been the Tomahawk pilot. But did he yeah, actually he have a, a did he, he actually can't... have a toy? Yeah, the Tomahawk. Oh. He could, it's it's, he it's came, like another kind of helicopter. Yeah, he was a. He came with a vehicle. He came with the one of the vehicles, major it's vehicles. Like, oh, we're, we're losing pressure, you know, and all this hydraulics. Uh, so the flag turns around, and this is what got me: is that uh, what's the name of the the leader of the 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 skipper of the flag? Who? Um, the guy who came with it, because I never had the flag. Ryan had the flag. I never had the flag. I I I, I didn't have. I wasn't rich growing exactly. up. Exactly. So I didn't have the Ryan flag. Had, I, I looked had, at that flag. My mother was like, "Oh no, your grades ain't that good." <laughs> what was the flag? The flag yeah. was the like six foot helic. I mean, the six foot uh, carrier. Oh, that it was thing. an aircraft carrier, <laughs> like a. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it as big as like the Millennium Falcon, or was it bigger? Bigger, bigger. It took up the whole room. It was yes. like six feet. You could put vehicles on top of that helicopter. You, you could, could put land. Two. 
You could land the Sky Strikers on that shit. I bet that shit's worth a pretty penny today. Oh, oh, please. Because they probably never re-released it, right? I don't think so, not yet. Doubt it. They've had a they've had a few prototypes in like cons and stuff, but they haven't. Uh, I swear, I wish I could go back in time and tell my mother, "Look, you need to buy this list of toys. Like, buy two of them and keep them because put them in a box. Keep them in the box. You're gonna be able to pay for your son's college with that stuff." But so they had this dude and he points over the shipwreck and he's like i need you to turn this around we need to go get the tomahawk and he's like all right skipper and he's like turning the place around and and the whole thing like turns like like turns around like i'm like come on but i'm like why they got shipwreck flying this thing i mean piloting this thing you got cutter right there next to him and he he rides the the uh halo he pilots the halo why is shipwreck driving the damn um, helicarrier. I mean the uh, the damn. Uh, oh, you mean Cutter with the with the life the orange? He had like the blue. Yeah, he he was the whale the whale driver. I had the, that one. What was I the whale? What was the whale driver? The whale was the uh, the amphib. No, what was the amphibious vehicle that that had the uh, depth charges and the little sled underneath? Yeah, yeah. I had that shit, man. That was awesome. And I him and the uh, water moccasin would fight. Oh man, good in time. In the bathtub. But anyways, uh <laughs> and, then I, I make, and then I make the bubbles come out the water. Exactly. And it'd like, be explosive. Those would be the depth charges, right? And they sure were. They sure were depth charges, all right. <laughs> and then when the bubble floated up to the surface, it would kinda stink. And they're like, Oh my god, you know, lift ticking wild bill, they're not gonna make it. They're they're getting too close to the to the thing and Lady J's pass out and she's standing in the blood and, and Ricondo's like, Oh shit, there's too much blood, she's bleeding out, she's bleeding out, Flint. Oh, no. <laughs> and what's happening? All of a sudden, this was so cool. I I thought this was awesome. Barbecue comes out in full gear. He's like, Oh shit, there's a fire coming up. I got it, I got it, man, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting for this my whole career. I have nothing to do. I have shit to do. That's barbecue. To do. He, he buzzed out of nowhere. He's like, get those foam dispensers in place. Everybody get their harness cutters and canopy axes. And the guy's like, just some random dude's like, we got, we're good to go, barbecue, man. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, so barbecue. So, does he never have any shit to do or what? No, no he's, he's, just, he's the firefighter. I know, just, but there's never just, fires. He's in a room watching porn all day with nothing to do. No, he's he's always in full gear with nothing to do, and now he's like, "Oh shit, shit, I got some work. I'm excited. I don't know he's what to do." Hot, like it got to be hot and stinking in that in that in that gear right now. <laughs> Could you imagine? He just sits there with the helmet on. His whole job day. is to put out fires. <laughs> yes. Like, like how many issues is this book? And he has nothing to do until this until this issue. He's like, he takes charge. What, what issue of American Hero is this? 172. And he's never put out a fire? fucking issues. And Barbara's never put any, he's never done shit. Oh, but it gets better cause, because Lifeline is on the scene too. And he, oh man, Lifeline, man, that's, he's a medic. He's, he jumps in, he's like, trauma teams to me. He's like, all right, barbecue. <laughs> he says, I'll keep my teams out of your way until you get the fire under control. But if you have to go into the aircraft while it's still on fire, barbecue says, 
if you have to go in their lifeline, I'll get you in. <laughs> you got nothing to do. He's just, he's they're both. They're, they're both. And then, wow, Bill, he's doing everything he can, but he crashes the tomahawk on top of the carrier, and and barbecues right there on the scene. He's like, "Get the foam in the engines. If the tank, if the fuel tanks rupture, and uh, and life lifeline jumps in. He's like, clears the way, everybody. Trauma team coming through. And he said, this one's priority. Get going with her. Um, Roadblock made sure that uh, that they took Lady Jane. She's like, make sure Dark Lawn gets treated. Promise me, I'll see to it, Lady J. <laughs> Barbecue said that. No, no, uh, Flint said that to her. And then 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 um, Roadblock's like, she's got two X. It, it's so funny because <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Larry Hammer does some funny shit. He's like, Roadblock says she's got two entry wounds and one exit, both marked. Somebody write no morphine on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so what? The, so where is the no entry? entry? <laughs> she, she's been marked. She's been marked like a tire. <laughs> she, she's been marked like a tire. You know, you, you mark a tire with a with a nail poking in the tire. You mark it. No entry. No entry. <laughs> it's like somebody write nope. No morphine on her forehead. I already gave her all the damn morphine. She's talking crazy already. I don't understand. She's talking in tongues. You imagine <laughs> your, your lady friends. A lady friend puts no no entry. It's <laughs> in bed. Like don't even think about it. Does that you ever know? come? Do you ever come across that, Daryl? No, no entry. Does somebody write no morphine on her forehead? I've come across. I've come across. Wait a minute, that ain't the hole you looking for. Don't. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that ain't it. You know that ain't it. And then you go, then you go, oops. My oops. bad. My bad. My bad. But you leave it in there for a minute. <laughs> See, you going to stop me. Like, you going to stop me? You going to stop me? <laughs> You what do you do? You act stupid. Like <laughs> you I, 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 I missed the I missed this hole, but I got this one. Oh, you go. You go Ooh. That, but then you don't say nothing. You don't, you don't say nothing. <laughs> you just you know? so you don't really say oops. You said you you're don't fine. Say wait for her to say. So you wait for her to go. Uh, oh, wait a minute. That ain't the hole. That ain't the right hole. <laughs> That's the right hole. And then you go. Oh, oops. Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> And they know you full of shit. You a lying bastard because you you do what you was doing. You're giving away your secrets if they ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> Please, they ain't gonna know. are gonna listen to this podcast. This <laughs> is about comic books. They're not gonna listen to this podcast <laughs> until they find some of these reviews that say this ain't about comic books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what do you talk about? <laughs> It's going to be another review on this episode. It's like they're talking about putting things in the wrong hole. I want to go from a fourth grade uh, uh, sense of humor to third grade. I want to work our way down. (laughs) Work our way down to kindergarten. Exactly. I just want to work my way down. So (laughs) we're We're working our way back to be amoebas or just sperm. All I can think of when you you said no entry wound, it just made me think. (laughs) It made you think of that one time. (laughs) 
No, no anal but it's been pretty exciting. Um, and then you got the, um, like I said, those blue ninjas, and it goes through them fighting, you know, Snake Eyes and uh, Storm oh. Child and Billy. Billy gets all fucked up with this electro whip, kind of like a lightsaber, but a whip style. <laughs> and, and, uh, oops. <laughs> but then Snake Eyes, like, uh, uh, takes the dude out with a sword, throws the sword at another guy. And he says, "How could you throw your sword?" No, I'm just kidding. That was a Shogun Assassin. But anyways, when the dude whipped <laughs> Billy, he took off his leg, and I was like, "Oh shit, his leg's gone!" And I was like, "No, wait a minute. That's right. Billy has a, a metal leg." Mm-hmm. But so I thought it was all good. But at the very last page, it shows him sitting there, and and Storm Shadow's like, "Billy's no longer a part of this." He's with the hard master, the soft master, and the blind master, and all the rest. And it's like, what? He's dead? Billy's dead! They killed he says, Billy? He said, you need to tell us everything you know about these blue ninjas. So that's what they're implying, is that Billy's dead. I'm like, oh, shit. Billy hasn't even shown up in the new universe yet, has He's he? Not. He's not. No. They already killed Cobra Commander already and it, it's and it's not no it's but not, billy billy isn't cobra commander nobody's his, his son, son. He's, his yeah. son. He's, he's his son so he might still come come mm-hmm. i don't think he will though because they don't even have like a cobra commander. like this is they're replacing him now but they don't even have it like you know yeah but like, he could have had a baby he could have, but, but they don't even give you, like, the real background of Cobra Commander, period. Like, it's, he's more of a of a symbol than anything. The organization is, is, you know, you see more of the people in the organization, but you really don't get a lot of what Cobra Commander, even when he was alive in the book. He was just like a dark force, kind of. And that's all you needed to know. And, and that's pretty much how it went down. Uh, special guest uh, reviewers for that one there. So. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I was up. surprised with Billy dying. I didn't realize yeah. how many masters there were. Yeah, the hard master, soft master, blind master, they're all there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see Billy die. I, that that's, that's striking. Yeah. I uh, hope it's not true. I like these blue ninjas. I, uh, Evidently, they have ties to the Rashikagi, unless it's a mistake on the front cover. Yeah, they might be like androids or Well, whatever, if you look on the yeah. front cover... They yeah, have the Rashikagi symbol, symbol yeah. there, so yeah. And I, I what's going to happen with Lady J? Is she going to make it? I don't know. She's going to live. Is Darkon going to make it? I don't know. I don't Are they going to get the information out of him? I don't know. But Lady J is going to live. Yeah. <laughs> and we get the whole the whole uh, heavy scene here with barbecue and Lifeline going back and forth. Yeah, that was great. It was good stuff. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I liked it. I liked Again, thank you. Thanks, Dana, thanks, Keith, for, for uh, our special uh, review. Yeah, thanks for letting everyone know what happens before we do. Sure, no yeah, problem. Next, we're going to cover Batman number four. <laughs> Action Comics five. That's we, us. We don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch it. We kid. We kid. Because we love you guys. Yeah. No, we do. You guys do a great show. Thanks. We very much do. And thanks for taking that book for us. Right. Like, lighten the load. Lighten the load, baby. All right. Uh, G.I. Joe versus Cobra Mission Brazil two number four by Fun Pub again. Joe Con two thousand eleven um, exclusive. Exclusive. Um, this was really cool. Yes. Um, this was a buy. Yes, it was. This was a high, very high buy. Very high. If not for one other book we're going to cover, right. this would be my buy pick of the, the yeah. week here. Uh, the story was David S. Lane, 
writing it all, all out was Greg Sepalak and S. Trent Troop, and the pencils were done by Sheldon Go or Ga. Ga. Go. G O H. Goa. Go. Goa. There's no A at the end of it. Go. <laughs> all right. Ah, go. Ah. <laughs> Maybe it's like the doctor when you go ah. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> so, do you want to do the summary on this one? Because I. Yeah, sure. I've Basically, what we have here... You want to take a break here? <laughs> yeah. I like how it opens up and you see Hector Ramirez from the G.I. Joe commercial mm-hmm. doing an interview on TV uh, about Cobra de Aco, which was the Steel Cobra, which is right. where we got the name from. Right. And all this is, basically, what it breaks down to is the Mission Brazil pack. Right. When we were kids of Lieutenant Claymore, Wetsuit, Leatherneck, uh, Mainframe, Dial Tone, that, that pack that they yep. did as a Toys R Us exclusive... Basically, these guys are in a comic book. Yep. And you get a couple other figures thrown in that are Argentinian figures, uh, Brazil. You get Sparta for the Joes, and you mm-hmm. get Steel Cobra yep. of uh, the Cobras. And basically what it is is Steel Cobra and Lieutenant Claymore, he's retired. They have a long-running feud. Yep. Dial Tone is kidnapped by Steel Cobra. It's a Laurel. Laurel. Lure? Lure. <laughs> I didn't want to show was my southern accent. Laura? Lure. Who's Laura? <laughs> That's the that's the girl before the misses. Honest <laughs> truth. Um, um, to lure uh, Claymore, the lure Lieutenant Claymore. I'd say it again. You said it again. You can't say lure. Lure. Fishing <laughs> what do you go lure. shipping with? <laughs> fishing with? Yeah. Shipping with? I go shipping with my shipping tape. You go fishing with what? Yeah. A rod did I say shipping? You did. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> We're drinking. It's pina colada time here. Uh, basically, he sets a trap for Claymore. Right. Uh, we get some action here with them being in the jungle, tracking them down. Wetsuit, they get separated, the four yep. of them. Okay. Wetsuit, Wetsuit and Leatherneck get yep. paired up because that's good for comedy. Yep. And you get uh, Mainframe and Claymore teamed up here. And basically, uh, they're fighting Python Patrol. Mm-hmm. There's a good fight scene here with uh, Wetsuit, Leatherneck, and the Python Patrol boats. Uh, it doesn't end well for Python Patrol, let's just put it that way. <laughs> but they're, they get hurt. They do. Leatherneck does get shot. And uh, wetsuit does get stabbed. stabbed. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Well, it's good. It's good. It's good action. It's sure, good for the sure, book. Yeah, sure. you don't want everybody to be red yeah. laser, blue laser. So it's yeah. good. Um, Claymore comes upon a, a tribe here in the that jungle. He, he actually knew in the past. He knew in the past from his recent run-ins, and they, they talk together. And the mainframe has no idea what's going on. He's like, "Oh my god, they saved us!" But he, he sees somebody and uh, sees an intel person. It's Cobra. But all of a sudden, it ends up being Sparta, who's undercover, working right. for Cobra. She's got the way to get them guys inside. So there's a little diversion. Uh, Claymore goes in and sets the Claymore mines. Right. Given the code name. Then they go in and take out a bunch of televipers here, the Python Patrol Vipers. They come across Dial Tone. He gives them like, some uh, anti-venom or something like that to make him uh, come out of it. While grabbing a snake... And holding yeah. it so it doesn't bite him. That's yeah. classic, Joe. Uh, the trap is set. It's sprung. Steel Cobra comes at him. And he's like, he shoots his uh, laser rifle. Because basically this is a kit bash figure. Right. Uh, flash and with a snake eye's head. Painted yeah. differently. Yellow and black. He shoots his laser. Misses. Because he's so predictable, Claymore says. Then they go to fisticuffs at it. And they start beating each other up. And uh, Claymore goes, you know, I'm going out with a bang. And they're both just standing. It blows up the whole place. The other Joes are out. They get Dial Tone out. Yep. 
And you you think for a minute maybe he sacrifices himself but no. to bring it down. But no, he at the end he of a big action right movie, walking out of the fire. It's awesome. Yeah. And at the end, we get a, is it over? I'm glad it's over. Maybe uh, dead, question mark, Marvel thing. Because yeah. his hand, uh, Steel Cobra's hand's there twitching a little bit under some rubble. Yeah. And and then like see, like the Transformer one, the club exclusive. Uh, there's a file card here of uh, Sparta, Sparta, Steel and Cobra, and Claymore, and another wetsuit. Yep, and that's the thing I like about it too. You get those file cards at the at the back again. You know uh, about those characters, so, so right. you can know some more about them. If you just read the story and are like, "Who are these guys? I want to know more about them." Yeah, and this is a story branching off of the Devil's Due Run. Oh yeah, because they did America's Elite Brazil. And this yeah. is Brazil 2. Mission Brazil 2, yeah. yeah. So I really like that. Again, it's just like the Transformers where they pick an era of Joes and do a comic book story based on that. And this was the America's Elite Devil's Do Run. And it's a bunch of Joes that you really don't see any mentioning of in comic books or and cartoons. And it's a long story. It's a good story, yeah. yeah. So. It's it's a it's a definitely a longer story. Yep. And again, Mission Brazil, they tackle yep. that. It's not even the figures, it's not even looked upon that favorably, yep. but... It's, it's a good story. It's and we got uh, Snake Eyes number seven. What yeah. did you give this one? That's uh, Snake Eyes number seven. I believe I gave that one a buy, actually. I gave this one a snark. Did you? Yes. Wow. Um, so. I know we haven't been liking the Snake Eyes, but no, this I actually is, like this one. It's written by Chuck Dixon yeah. and penciler is Casey Maloney. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't care for the art, and not a whole lot happened. I felt the art was a little bit better than the previous ones. Yeah, you're gonna you notice you're probably noticing a theme with this is that anytime not a whole lot happened in an issue, I didn't really enjoy it as much. Yeah, uh, basically what happens in this one but is you, I mean you definitely need some setup issues to go forward. Sure, and stuff like but that, here, so. here's all that happens in this issue because okay. a lot more could have happened. Uh, we do have Ray Farm, which is where they're going for uh, a cure for Duke, right? Which right. is old Cobra thing. Yeah, um, Quinn is driving them. They get to the place. Yeah. They get him inside by using retin- retinal scanners and everything else. And they f- only by the time they get there, they find out, oh, he doesn't have a cure there. Yeah, there's no cure. Yeah. There is no cure. Funny. So what they, the one scientist that's there says, she says, well, there is possible to have a cure. Maybe we can develop If I have a source. Have a source, yeah. So then Duke like says, go him. ahead and use him. He's a guinea pig, yeah. And then they go to fight the oncoming cobras that are coming up. Well, they're just, all they're all trapped inside this this storage place, yeah. and they go, well, we're going to need some time. So they decide to go ahead and uh, fight them, Duke and Snake Eyes. It's just Duke and Snake Eyes versus everybody. And then, lo and behold, here we have the eco guys. The eco terrorists. Eco terrorists. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Eco Warriors is where he draws a line in the sand, folks. He's out. That's Cobra Law. <laughs> nice. That came after Cobra Law. Everything after Cobra Law is bad. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, not a lot happened. We get, we got to a place and, oh, no cure. Well, last time there was no cure either. Remember, they went and found him at his house and he goes, I don't have a cure here. Yeah. I have it here. Now we go there. I don't have a cure here either. Yeah. How many issues am I going to read where they go someplace Maybe and there's no more. cure there? Maybe until Robert comes back. <laughs> Maybe until Robert comes back. So, snarf. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Then we have uh, Cobra number seven. Yes. Uh, this was a buy. Yes. Solid. This is uh, Solid writer Mike Costa. 
This yeah. is this is good, Mike Costa. This is good Costa. <laughs> Fuso. Um and Antonio Fuso. And I love I like Antonio Fuso's artwork, so um it, again, it's not my favorite artwork, but it fits this I book. I like it. It fits the book. So I'm, I'm not we have a Firewall here who says she'll never be a Joe and you kinda get her back history. Her backstory uh, as far yeah. as what happened to her and why she probably will never be a Joe. She's, Injured in the military and became a pencil pusher. She's there with uh Chameleon and Lady J and they all of a sudden realize Well uh, Lady J's ordered to watch her. Yeah. And basically, Firewall catches Steeler working on a tank, and when he's not supposed to be there, so she realizes that he's the undercover person, which she suspected, suspected all along. Yeah, uh, he takes her captive. He when beats Lady, the crap out yes, of her. When Lady J shows up in Chameleon, uh, Lady J gets shot. Yeah, he, he, they say stop, and he's like, "Yeah, right." Boom, shoots her. <laughs> are, we, are we seeing a connection with a real American hero here? Because Lady J got shot. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that was in Devil's Due, where she got shot and killed. No, but I'm saying she was just shot in oh, in the other in yeah, a real American yeah, hero. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, so then uh, he actually uh, Steeler actually gets shot by a sniper. Well, before that though, he beats up three women. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. He's a woman. Lady J, who is shot, actually stabs him in the ankle, like right at the the yeah. Achilles heel, and he stabs her. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, so Lady J is stabbed. Yeah, he stabbed her right. He here. stabbed her, but then she took the knife and she stabbed him. Following that, no, 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 go, no. I, go to the page after that, right there. Oh, in a, in a tent, yeah. In a, <laughs> so after that's how badass Lady J is. She got stabbed in the gut. She took the knife out and stabbed him with it. <laughs> yeah, she lays there bleeding. And he smacks the other one with the butt of his pistol. And then just as he's about to get the upper hand, he gets shot by a sniper from above. Yeah. And guess who the sniper is? Dun dun dun. Blacklight. Yeah. Blacklight, who was traveling, I think that's Blacklight. It looks like him. That's who I thought it was. Um, and then we're left with, but well, we really have no knowledge. So yeah, that's our prediction. With all the women laying there bleeding out, bleeding out like stuck pigs, and uh, Chameleon going, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So, a known kill, right? Stealer. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I think Lady J is dead. I don't think so. I, I think, think Firewall's dead. Firewall is dead. Firewall's. Dead. <coughs> I think I don't Chameleon think, lives. I don't think Lady J's dead. I think the other three die and Chameleon Now, lives. granted, they have in this IDW universe, they have been introducing characters only to kill only them. Only to kill them. But I would think you wouldn't do that to Lady J. I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm Again, I'm okay with it, even though I like Lady J as a character. Yeah. I'm okay with it as long as it's a good story. And so far, it's a good story. So, right, right, I'm right, fine right, with right. it. All right. Uh, save the best for last. And on to our solid by G.I. Joe number eight. Which is revealing the new Cobra Commander, which... Dun, dun, dun. Let's just stop it right now. You guys go buy this. Yes. If you have not read G.I. Joe number 8 and you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. Okay. It's Crake. It's Crake! <laughs> which, as if you've heard the episode of What's on Joe Mind number 33, where I made a special guest appearance, we actually talked about this. Right. Um, this wasn't a surprise for me. I don't think it was a surprise for you either on who it ended up being. Now, there was some twists in the issue yeah. that made me think maybe it's somebody else. Well, they actually revealed it to be somebody else in the issue. Yeah, they said it was, it was Major, Major Blood. Blood. And then... And Craig made his case. Right. Well, then what ends up happening is we find out that Oyabun was dead. is dead, yeah, which I totally forgot about. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, when Storm, Storm Shadow. Shadow went and killed him. But that was so many issues ago, I'm sure I they for, were counting yeah. on people forgetting that. Yeah. And Zartan took his place to mm-hmm. look like him. Therefore, Classic and he move. was and he was working, working for Crake. Yeah, Zartan was. So therefore, all of Oyabin's kills were his. Were Crake's kills? Yeah, 
And there's two different covers with this one. You got the scratch off cover yes. of the new commander. Yep. Which you have not scratched. I have not scratched, I'm not you, going to. You've you've I'm gonna scratch mine. <laughs> and we got the uh I'll look at yours. <laughs> the toy yes. uh cover issue. Which was awesome. Yeah, awesome. Like said, it could have been it could have been Craig, Tomax, Baroness, yep. Major Blood, uh Vargas, Septentor, Kali Khan, Destro. Satori, Destro. Yeah. Now the the thing that a lot of people are losing their mind about that are upset about this, which I don't understand how you're upset about this, is they didn't like the fact that Major Blood was announced and then it was Craig and Hop. That's not fair and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Well, it's not fair to lose Major Blood as a character. Well, he's still in there. In fact, if anything... But he would have became the dynamic of Cobra Commander. And if anything, I, I think it works out better because now you have Major Blood who is upset because he was supposed to be the commander. Right, right. And... Now is he just biding his time? Maybe he's going to make an assassination right. attempt. You don't know. And Craig looks badass. Hell yeah! Robert drew this one. Well, he design. didn't draw this well, issue. The design he came up with the design of the character. Yes. Very, very well. So the only problem I had with the issue was what a couple people even said or posted at the thing was at the very, very last two end. pages, section t- Z here, section X, section ten. Yeah. Uh, the Cobra Science Lab, where Destro's still trying to to be human again. Yeah, and it, he ends up. Yeah, it didn't make Chroming a whole lot of himself. sense. We yeah. didn't need those two pages. Like it not in this book. Not in this book. Maybe to open up the next. It book. would have been a great way to end, end it here with yeah. just your your new cover commander with the new cover commander standing there. Yeah, which I want a figure of that. That's awesome looking. It, yeah, it, Hasbro, listen. Yeah, we need that figure. Hasbro, anyone that knows Hasbro. Yeah, <laughs> some people who listen have context to Hasbro. Right, make this happen. We need a figure. I will buy. We need a Crake figure. Multiples, and we need a Cobra Commander Crake figure. But the next issue, uh, Cobra Command Part 1. Right, and actually this goes back to what someone was asking us once before, which they said, am I going to need to buy all of them? Yes. From For Cobra Command, <laughs> you will, because yeah. it's Part 1 in one issue, Part 2 in another title, yeah. Part 3 in another title. So for Cobra Command, yes, you're going to have to buy all the titles to get the full story. But th- I think they're all being done by the same team. Team. Like, I think it's the same writer and same artist. I know it's the same artist. Yeah. I don't know about the same writer on all of them. And, and again, for the, the stuff coming out now, the G.I. Joe and Transformers, they're going to have two different covers. Yes. Uh, toy covers toy and cover regular covers. Standard cover, right. So, uh, yeah, just just an awesome issue. So. so the final tally for me is ten borrows. I mean, ten buys, three three borrows. No snarks. Wow. You are very nice. It was Christmas. I guess. I'm in a generous mood. I've, it won't happen again. I expected more. It won't for, happen again. For my Christmas. <laughs> and speaking of speaking expecting of Christmas. for Christmas, yes. uh, I did pick you up a little something-something for Christmas. As did I. I picked myself up something. <laughs> oh, you, you snarky bench. Uh, I actually have a little something for you in the other room, too. But uh, well, look at that. It, it's because you like the Wolverines. I like the Wolverines. I was getting rid of a Wolverine trade paperback that I have. Okay. So I figured you might like to have that. Oh, well, thank you so very much. It's it's extra along with the rest of your gift. I didn't wrap your gift. This is not wrapped either. I know. It's thrown in a gift bag. Mine's not even you thrown, can't, mine's you can't not even thrown in the gift bag because you kind of knew what you were getting. So Kind of not threw it in a gift bag for so. me. Well, well, what I have here is the Masters Universe Classic Moss Man. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. I did not have that. And the Masters Universe Eternian Palace Guard set. Thank you. <laughs> thank and you very much. you can thank Maddie for having a nice sale going on where I was yes. able to get both of them for you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, do you smell the pine coming from the box? Yeah. Yes, I it's do. It's going to be overwhelming. What is all this? So you have a bag yes. of goodies. Ooh. So what I have here, Shadow Stormtrooper Fans Choice Single Carded Figure with a black coin. Yeah. In there. Now, very nice. Before your birthday, I got you the Shadow Speeder Bike. Right. And this is the Shadow Stormtrooper. Nice. 
this is my favorite. This is to This is my down. favorite trooper. There you go. That's so, I remember from the episode right. you saying that you like those. So I'm like, that's awesome. There we go. And then we have Hawk Girl, which we covered the Eagle Moss statues uh, a couple issues episodes ago. Yes. This is uh, I had mentioned to you that I'm looking to try to get at least like some Justice League characters, some a couple here and there, just a few. Uh, Hawk Girl's on the list of characters to get. Yes. Our uh, local comic book store had yes. a little sale on those, so I picked that up for you. And I get a nice little history book with her. Now this, like last Christmas, where I got you the Kermit the Frog, I fear this is going to start you down a path. <laughs> I've already started down I'm that path. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've already started down that path. And, last but not least, The Muppet Show, Season 3. I got three. Seven. Yeah, I got three. And here's the gift receipt. In okay. Guys, I know it's on your Christmas list. Right, in case someone else case gets someone it for me. Here's your gift receipt. I appreciate that. And I figure if they're going to get you one, maybe they'll start with number one. Right. So I yep. jumped to the end and got number three. Very nice. Well, thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Thank you. I will I will enjoy these things immensely. As will I. As will I. <laughs> All right. Uh, now. This is a season to be us. We've got or Mary. some... Uh, That's my name. No shit. We... <laughs> We owe the fans and listeners uh, some retro reviews. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> we didn't cover them last time. Let's postpone that and do it now. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right. So uh, let's just jump right into uh, the Hyper Drive or Hyper, hyper Space, space review. review. What is it? No. What? No, the Kessel Run. Yes. The Kessel Run. <laughs> let's edit that out. I'm drinking. Eggnog uh, <laughs> is flowing, folks. Eggnog is flowing. All right. So go into the Kessel Run. The Run. I don't remember what these things are called half the time. Yeah, we must uh, <laughs> it, it's made up on the fly here, folks. So uh, we, we have on issue four of GI Joe. Yes, GI Joe. Uh, so here's some information about GI Joe issue number four. Uh, run through this real quick. Uh, it was sixty cents. Came out October of 1982. Mm-hmm. Writer Larry Hama and pencils were Herb, Herb Trim. Yep. Uh, it was called Operation Wingfield. Points of interest in regards to this issue, it's the first appearances of Sherry Wingfield and Vance Wingfield. Yeah, and Snake Eyes writes. Yes, Snake Eyes writes. So we hear his inner thoughts. Yes. Uh, this issue was reprinted in G.I. Joe Digest number 2, Tales of G.I. Joe number 2. Yeah, Tales, yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe Volume 1 and G.I. Joe Best of Hawk Trade Paperbacks. What would be Tales of G.I. Joe number 4 because they follow the same numbering? No, Volume 1. Oh, of the, the trades. Trade, yeah. Yes. But there was like uh, the Tales of G.I. Joe was single issues, so. Well, it says G.I. Joe, Tales of G.I. Joe number two. No, it's number four. Well, Because Tales of G.I. Joe number two is actually the book number two. Well, then you need to t- contact Joe Joe because this is where I got it from. Wow, look at that. <laughs> I think it was Joe Joe I got the information from. Or it's, it might be Joe Wiki is where I got Joe it from. Joe Wiki, yeah. Um, this, or maybe I'm messing up. You might be messed up. I, the eggnog's flowing. This issue uh, was featured in a comic pack. That included a reprint of the comic and three action figures, Grunt, Snake Eyes, and Zap. These are the prominent three Joes in the book, along with Hawk. Yep. Uh, It was later revealed that the Strike First training compound was secretly an undercover Cobra recruiting center, because in this one it's not revealed as that. No, no, no. Uh, Wingfield and his Strike Force later were revisited during the Joes' disavowed continuity, uh, which was the Image Devil's Do run. Mm Mm-hmm. That was uh, the 2004 series that they did. So yeah. they came, brought back these characters. Um, despite being a 13... Uh, here's a couple errors that happened in the issue. Okay. Despite being a 13-man team, the Joe's briefing room actually has 15 seats. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, and, there's extra chairs for, you know, people want to put their legs up. Sure. 
And then whoever the man leading the team on the cover is, he does not appear in the issue. No. no. Uh, it's it's believed that it's possibly Hawk, but it's a really bad drawing of Hawk. Yeah, <laughs> with is. a beret. Yes. This was uh, one of the first G.I. Joe issues I ever read as a kid. Oh, really? Number four. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. Basically, the long and short of this is these guys want to nuke yep. uh, a couple places. They got a, a nuke here at underneath their facility, and they got one in a plane. Hawk takes down the nuke in the plane. And the uh, Zap and Grunt and, and um, Snake Eyes here, they defuse the other one. Yep. So uh, we have it's pretty much the long and short of the yeah, issue. We have, uh, yeah, we have Wingfield here. He's got his training. They go in to infiltrate it uh, by impersonating people that will be recruited. Uh, Hawk does. Yeah. And Snake Eyes kind of monitors what's happening. He's jotting down his notes as far as what is happening. He sneaks in to help Hawk out. But... All of a sudden, Hawk is revealed for who he is. They, uh, because he released a silent alarm, mm-hmm. uh, which sent them all running. Hawk tries to take them all on. Snake Eyes is, of course, he's not able to. He's eventually captured, but he does take out a few guys along the way. Snake Eyes goes and sends a message to G.I. Joe for some assistance. In the meantime, Snake Eyes helps take out a bunch of guys. Uh, Hawk frees himself, and they split up. By taking out various guys, uh, Hawk goes after Wingfield, who uh, has or not Wingfield, but Hawk goes after the jet that's going to yeah. that's going to drop the nuke. Takes down that plane. He flies back where Wingfield's ready to shoot him, uh, shoot him, and a bunch of other people that are there as the families of those that were recruited. Uh, he gets shot by his own wife. Yeah, in the back. In the back, um, like a dirty broadwood. <laughs> And then, basically what happens is, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was that actually diffused it. Um, well, Zap. Zap. Zap's yeah. doing that there, but Grunt actually takes it out. Yeah, Grunt takes out the the explosive, the trigger for the explosive, mm-hmm. and so then by the time uh, the rest of G.I. Joe shows up, the whole problem is resolved, and we got these two guys driving by wondering what's going on, <laughs> which was kind of funny. So My, my trait is different from yours. Yes, it is. Because mine came from Marvel, yours came from IDW. Oh, look at that. So I'll be damned. Uh, what he's referring to is the ins- the cover page for uh, number five, which is on the next page yeah, after the issue we were just uh, talking about. Like straight, yours is just yeah. the full page. Mine's kind of at an angle and everything else because mine was when Marvel was re-releasing these issues. Uh, and yours is when IDW got their hands on it. I do have some Marvel trades. I got you, Chief. Luckily, IDW picked up exactly, exactly where, yeah. where Marvel was Same doing the reprints, so, so that was good. Let me explain number five to you in a short little synopsis before you start. Okay. Basically, it's a toy commercial for the Mobat. Sure. Enough said. That's exactly what it is. It's a great book. Pick it up. <laughs> it's a toy commercial for the Mobat. Go ahead and read it. All right. G.I. Joe number five, 60 cents also. Yes. November of 1982. Writer Larry Hama and penciler Don Perlin. Yeah. It's a great book. It's called Tanks for the Memories. Tanks for the Memories. Which should, which should tell you right away that this is going to be a cheesy issue. <laughs> it's good, though. It's, it's cheesy. It's a good cheesy issue. It's cheesy. It's a good this cheesy This is Larry Hammy cheese. Larry Hammy cheese. <laughs> Macaroni and Larry Hammer. Um, so points of interest with this one, the drum and bugle corps were from Springfield. Yep. Which is the first time it's mentioned of that town. And obviously later issues that's revealed Cobra's base of operations. Cobra's base of operations, yeah. The Mobat is amphibious. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> My Mobat wasn't amphibious. <laughs> no, no. Um, My armor personnel carrier was. The story was reprinted in G.I. Joe Digest number two and Tales of G.I. Joe number five. So you, you're probably right. They probably had a typo on I that other so. one. 
uh, and G.I. Joe Volume 1 and the Best of Cobra Commander trade paperbacks. So Volume 1 trade paperback and G.I. Joe the Best of Cobra Commander trade paperback. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was the Best of Cobra Commander. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's, he's hiding. In he's in it and he's, he's hiding out. Yeah, yeah, that's not his best moment. This issue is featured in... Well, a, he does shoot, you know, one of the guys. Sure, there, so... Flag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this issue was featured in 2004 Comic Pack, which included a reprint of the comic and action figures of Cobra, of a Cobra officer, General Flag, and Steeler. Mm-hmm. However, the file card for General Flag incorrectly contained information regarding his son. So, so what happens is, in this issue, is we have uh, Scarlet doesn't understand why guys like their vehicles, and they keep trying to show her examples of as to why it's yeah. good. Uh, they even fo- point out the fact of, like, it's electronic system, and she says... Uh, can you plug a Pac-Man cartridge into there? Which I, I yeah. like that little reference. That was cool. I suppose you can plug a Pac-Man cartridge in here. And then... Uh, Put some disco music in Steeler, your yeah, yeah, Steeler shows that, you know, music system, it, uh, it's, you can put your mu- disco music in there, and she goes, disco's dead, Steeler. Yeah. Which I agree with that sentiment. Uh, <laughs> then we have... Uh, while they're talking and everything else, we find out that General uh, a Courier is supposed to be bringing plans as far as that the MOBAT's going to appear in this parade... They're infiltrated through an x-ray scan, which the x-ray scan just cracks me up because oh, it's yeah. like a perfect <laughs> yeah, exactly. viewing of the you file. You can read it all. Yeah, that tells exactly that, uh, and it's sent through a bunch of people to finally wind up with Cobra. Yeah. To Top say priority, take it to Cobra Commander. Yep, that the Cobra Commander finds out where the MOBAT's going to be, so Cobra Commander sees it as a great opportunity. Yeah. We then see the... Well, first of all, we see him in the hood, and then we see him later on in his battle helmet yeah. with General Austin here in General Flag. Yep. So. Then we have, uh, we're at the parade scene, and this line cracked me up. So the generals are all talking here, and we have the mayor, I guess, is over here. Mm-hmm. And they're all talking about business and everything else and what they like in the parade. And then all of a sudden the mayor goes, did I ever tell you about the time I almost choked to death on, on some Chinese food? If it wasn't for the Heimlich Maneuver, I wouldn't be here. I'm like, out of nowhere. You just wasted my time reading. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did not need to read that. I don't care. He's just making small talk, dude. He's that's, just making small that's talk. That's the cheesy hammer right there. <laughs> Um, so then, pick up on his cheddary goodness. So we find out that they have uh, they don't have any uh, ammunition in the the Mobat tank. They're it, yeah. They're traveling right behind the Springfield Band, uh, where we actually see that. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was uh, was actually looking at the girl's ass. The majorettes, yeah, yeah. The show, yeah. I'm trying to remember who the heck that was. That that's Steeler. Uh, was that Steeler? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he was using the the cameras in the. In the tank to look at the one majorette's butt. Yeah, well, it was a sight, the shooting yeah. sight. And then uh, we see the traffic get that the parade gets stopped to let traffic through because that always happens. You always let traffic go through during a yeah, parade. Yeah, yeah. They don't close off the roads at all. <laughs> so then we have uh, the majorettes bring these banners around the tanks, and all of a sudden they re- the Joes realize that this is a trap. It's a trap. And all the guns are taken out of the instruments. Like, the big drums had a bunch of guns in there. Yeah. And they just floor the tank on the on the sidewalk to get out of there. Yeah. The band Cobra agents chase after them, they, but they hide out in a construction area. They suddenly realize that there's a signal that's being sent back and forth, so Cobra Commander must be close. Yeah. So they decide they're going to follow the signal... Which leads them right to the, uh, well, before that happens... Like the grandstand. They they lead the troopers into the p- Central Park. Mm-hmm. And that's, where the, sudden, that's yeah. where the tank is. All of a sudden, the tank comes up out of the water, making it amphibious. 
And they all of a sudden you hear a huge blam. And they said, that was a warning shot, surrender. So they surrender. <laughs> then they head back to get the Cobra Commander, and they head right for the stand that has all, all the, the generals, generals on yeah, it. General Austin, General Flag. They All the generals jump off, except for Flag, who is like basically yelling at Steeler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, uh, they find out that Cobra Commander was actually underneath there all along, but then there's also some Girl Scouts in the way, and Cobra Commander uses them as a, his way to get out. But before he runs away, he does shoot General Flag in the head. Doesn't kill him. But I thought does. it was in Austin they shot General Austin. Well, I thought it's Austin Flag. It says Flag right here, but you are weak, Flag. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's General Flag. Stick with me, kid. You'll go far. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so then we see uh, Flag getting bandaged up, and Lady J goes, "But I don't understand how you know you don't have any arsenal. How were you able to do it?" And they basically show it was the sound equipment and Lady breaker. J. Did I say Lee J? Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. Scarlet asked yeah. how did it happen. Again, drinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the eggnog's flowing. People. We find out that uh, Breaker just popped his bubble gum With over the, the loudspeaker, yeah. and it made it sound like a gunfire, I guess, or cannon fire. Yeah. And he's, so, so basically, he scared off Cobra with some bubble gum. Yeah. That issue is a little too cheesy. Again, for me. It's, it's wonky because it's, it's a wonky. toy commercial. For I know, the I know, but it's a little, little. I like the issue before it a little bit better. So more believable. I still enjoy it. It's sure. just I like. Don't it. get me wrong. Yeah, I like the I like the issue before it a little bit better. <laughs> All right, now we got Star Wars, and issue number four and number five. So issue number four, it was it's called In Battle with Darth Vader. Yep, it was thirty cents. cents. October 4th. October of 1977. It's my anniversary, not the year. Nice. Not, I would think not the year. October 4th. Writer was Roy Thomas. I'd have been two. And penciler is Howard Chaikin. Uh-oh. Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, reprinted as part of Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars number two, Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars number three, and Marvel Movie Showcase number two. Yep. And that's all I had on, on that one. So basically, what we do is we pick up on the gang here with yeah. Scooby and the gang. It's the it's basically the movie in the trash compactor. Yep. It's the only way we're going to get out are the droids. Um, yeah, Luke gets taken under by the the, the Dianoga. Yeah, they blast it. Basically, and, and yeah. I think Han, if I remember right, Han actually tries his blaster a couple times. Yeah. He doesn't. It wasn't just once that he tried it. The droids are are. Uh, Met by some stormtroopers. Yeah, and this here. time the stormtroopers blast into the hatchway. Yeah. Remember, they were locked out at first, yeah. and they finally worked their way into the door opening. Mm-hmm. This time, they don't wait for that; they just shoot they their shoot way in. They shoot their way in, yeah. Um, but then they they are able to stop it, like they do in the movie. Right, they're then able we, to stop the trash compactor. Now, the one thing too is that once they get out of the trash compactor, the Dianoga still keeps reaching out of the trash compactor for them and for them, which Han shoots back. Right, yeah. which is not what happens in the movie, obviously. No, no, no. And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is making his way to get rid of the tractor beam so they yep. can leave. Uh, Leia, you know, gets mad and starts going off on her own. Yep. Uh, and then they run into some stormtroopers. Han sees them and shoots shoots at them just like he does in the movie. And he goes running after them. The difference here is he doesn't run into a bunch of troopers. He basically runs into them, backs them into a corner, and they turn around and start firing back, so that yeah. makes him run. It makes him towards. run away the other way, yeah. Um, now they're, Luke and Leia are going to swing across the bridge. The, it doesn't happen like in the movie. They don't. He doesn't shoot the door the thing door, to yeah. lock it. He basically just decides they need to swing across right away. Yeah. Um, Luke and Leia have a... 
Looks like a tender embrace. Very tender kiss with each other. It's not the peck on the cheek for good luck. No, it's not the peck on the cheek for good luck. This is this is a, a beer short of a hand job. And I like how I like how <laughs> Luke is actually thinking about uh, the trajectory and all that type of stuff. And yeah. if you didn't plan it out right, they were going to fall. And it's like in the movie, he just swings across. He swings across, <laughs> yeah. Then we get the big Vader, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi showdown here. You shouldn't have come back. The learner's not and the, the master. And the difference between this and the movie is in the comics... Vader's actually stalking Obi-Wan the whole time. In the comics, they just happen to... He senses him, and he eventually runs into each other. This is... He was actually hunting him down, so... Yeah. Uh, They both have purple lightsabers that they fight against each other with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Luke really loses his mind when Ben gets killed. And when he gets hit, it, it, like... Yeah, yeah, it's... uh, He... Ben doesn't just, like... Disappear into a robe and fall down. He he looks like he was, he was zapped by a bunch of electricity. Electricity, yeah. It looks like he's shocked. <laughs> yeah. So then it, he disappears into the vi- robe. Yeah. It's a very violent death. And again, you you killed him. You you, you you dirty man. You killed him. Yep. Blah blah blah. They blast the stormtroopers. They get back on the Falcon and they start taking off. And here we go. Next issue is uh, Escape to the Moons of Yavin. Which is what we have next, which is uh, Star Wars number five, Lo, the Moons of Yavin, it was called. Yeah, 35 uh, Center. 35 Cents, written by Roy Thomas, and pencil was Howard Chaikin again. It went up a nickel. Yes, I'm about to get to that. Uh, the issue was reprinted as part of Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars number two, Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars number three, and Marvel Movie Showcase number two. This issue includes a scene deleted from the original movie, which was Luke and Biggs reunited on Yavin 4 in the Hangar Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning with this issue, going to your pricing point there, the regular Star Wars comic book price rose to $0.35. Cents. That price continued until Star Wars number 23, in which case it went down. No, just kidding. It never goes down. <laughs> never goes down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it, the one thing that would have annoyed me as a person purchasing this is this. I'm still in the movie days. Yeah. You just up the price because you know I have to buy this issue. Going back to the whole Marvel discussion we had before, they know that I'm going to buy issue number five because it's continuing it the, the, the movie story. Movie, yeah. So they up it a nickel. Yeah. It's like, you bastards. Now, this one's also been reprinted in a lot of trades, obviously, uh, as did the other ones. We have Marvel Comics Illustrated version of Star Wars, Marvel Special Edition featuring Star Wars 2, uh, classic Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, classic Star Wars, A New Hope trade paperback, Classic Star Wars box set, classic Star Wars a long time ago, volume one, Doom World, which was the Dark Horse uh, reprints, and Omnibus a long time ago, volume one, which is what we're using. Right. So. Basically, it picks up for the, come on, kid, we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, Han and Luke man the guns, they take out the TIE fighters. And Luke's a lot more uncertain because he feels like he does, in, in the comic, he doesn't know how to operate this laser the, the gun. gun. Yeah. But he's going to do it for Ben. And he's going to use the Force to try to figure it out. Yeah. I like the TIE Fighters. They didn't know what they would look like, and they look really weird. Yeah. Uh, More, the TIE Fighter pilots, I should yeah, say, not cone, the TIE Fighters. Cone-headed. Yeah. yeah. Larger apparatuses around their necks. And, and they get they get blasted in the Millennium Falcon, and the blast almost actually comes into the cockpit yeah. area. So it's pretty pretty cool it's, like it's that. It's pretty intense. So basically, they, they get through. They, they you know, shoot them all. They, they get them, just like in the movie. Yeah, they eventually uh, lead them, and in this, it's a little bit more intense because the the last TIE fighter is working around towards the weak spot of of the shielding, mm-hmm. and if Luke doesn't hit it, they're doomed. Yeah, so they'll come in for a nice shot. Yep, and Luke gets the last blast and and takes them out. So, and then we get a report back on the Death Star here. 
yeah, uh, that, Vader reports back in because they have the uh, the tracking uh, beacon on the on the Falcon. Yeah, and that's when he tells them, you know, I, I, we're taking a big chance letting him go. Yep. And then so and then we have the whole discussion with uh, Han and Leia, and she's like, "It's not over," and he's like, "It is for me, Princess. Look, yeah. I didn't do it for the for you. I didn't do it for your money. rebellion. I did it for the money." Yeah, and she gives him the standard: if rewards all you want, yep. money's all you'll have. Now, uh, the part where Luke says, "I care," because when she says, "I wonder if your friend really cares about anything uh, or anybody," yeah, and Luke's. Says I care, uh, but he says it. But he says himself. it. He says yeah. it to himself, real quiet, like not like he says it in the movie. Yeah. And then Han decides he's going to play with him like he does in the movie, and says, mm-hmm. "You know, what do you think about a princess and a guy yeah, like me?" And he's like, "No, no." And, and he looks mad. really angry. And Han, uh, the narration says that Han did it to mess with him, but Han also kind of wonders, could it happen? Yeah. So you better hope so because that's his sister. Yeah. <laughs> better, better you than him. Then we have, you know, they arrive back at on Yavin, the the planet, the moon of Yavin. Uh, they do the whole, you know, they get the plans, of the, the plans Star, about how to take it out. Yeah. You know, the, that's impossible even for a computer, and it's like it's not impossible. I used to bullseye womp rats at my T sixteen back home. No uh, they're not much meters. bigger than two meters. Yeah. So then uh, we have, uh, let's see, they uh, Biggs and Luke reunite. Uh, oh, also, Luke gets a yeah. nice long kiss and, and, and a embrace, handheld and yeah, a nice. handheld from Leia. Uh, In his X-wing gear because he's got his flight suit on. <laughs> and then he runs into Biggs, and yeah. they talk about Luke's qualifications with the leader. And this is Are you, Luke Skywalker. Sure, I'm blue leader. Yeah, and they are blue leader, not red leader. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. You, you got that going on too, because in the original narration and the original script and everything, it was blue leader. Uh, they that was their insignia was blue and not red. Not red so, yeah. uh, and then they take off and they're about to head out. Red, yeah. Uh, so it's red in the comic. Yeah, the rebel symbol on uh, Luke's helmet is red. They they can't see what you're showing. Typical. Me. Oh, I'm just showing you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they fly off towards the Death Star. And the next time we cover issues, the retro issues, uh, we get the finale. The finale, the final so. chapter. It's called actually. Yep. All right, then we got uh, trans- Star Wars. So okay. Um, Think everybody knows how it ends. Yeah. Now we got Transformers, and this is I got quite a bit of information on this. So we got Transformers number four. It was seventy five cents. Came out in March of nineteen eighty five. It was advertised as part four in a four issue limited series, but the ending and letter column both make it clear that issue number five uh, is uh, was forthcoming, being solicited. Yeah. Uh, according to a text box in the letter column, Transformers number five was originally going to be drawn by the team of Vince, uh, and this is in issue number four. The um, they put this in the letter column of issue number four that the it was going to be drawn by the team of Vince Giorano, penciling superstar in the making, and Brad Joyce, inker extraordinaire. However, this didn't come to pass, and while Joyce did eventually ink issue number ten. Giorano would never work on the series. Hmm. So even though they advertised these guys, they never did. They never did, yeah. Uh, Jetfire's original character model, based on the Macross Valkyrie, which is from Robotech, Robotech, yeah, appears in the first panel on the second page, but he is miscolored and partially obscured by Huffer's arm. So just to let you know that. Uh, an alternate ending was actually scripted and drawn for a UK reprint of issue number four. In Transformers, the Complete Works Volume 2 uh, is where they would see it. Uh, in this version, Shockwave never strikes, and the series ends with Optimus Prime declaring the Decepticons are defeated once and for all. 
Some have theorized that this ending was created by the U.S. comics in case the series failed to progress past issue number four. However, the art on these panels, particularly a close-up of Prime's face uh, in the very final panel, is very different. And it seems more likely that the version was simply drawn for the U.K. printing by one of their own artists. So the rumor that this was they weren't sure if it was going to make it as a title is false. Because uh, I've always heard that they've, they, they thought yeah. it would just be a four-issue thing yep. and that was it. That's a myth. Hmm. Uh, a second alternate ending was published in the Federal Comics Super Special Edition. It expands the second panel of the penultimate page uh, into a final splash page, eliminating the other panels entirely. Additionally, any page that mentioned Shockwave subplot was dropped completely. So there was Shockwave didn't even appear in issue number four of the UK edition when it was first done. Yeah, because in the end of this issue, he comes in and shoots everybody. Yep. Um, but remember also there was the whole Dinobot thing with Shockwave. And Shockwave that was yeah. even done. Uh, Buzzsaw Ripping Mirage, a new one, begins a series of battles in which Buzzsaw utterly obliterates everyone. So every time we see Buzzsaw, he's taken out someone. He continues his massacre until... The, until his death in Dark Star, which is way later. <laughs> um, as far as reprints with this, we have tran- uh, it was reprinted in 1985's Transform- Transformers Special, 1986 Die Transformers number three, uh, 1987 the Transformers Comics Magazine number two, 1987 the Transformers the Complete Works Part two, 2003 Transformers Beginnings, uh, which I believe is what this one is. Yeah, that's what this one is. Uh, 2007 the Transformers Greatest Battles with Optimus Prime and Megatron. 2008 class, Classic Transformers Volume 1 and 2011 Classic Transformers Volume 1. That's what I have, the Classic yep. Transformers. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention before we get into the story there. There was an advertisement in this issue mm-hmm. that I thought was worth mentioning. Go ahead. Especially for this episode, since we've been mentioning this a lot. Power Pack and the Amazing Spider-Man with tips on ways to prevent sexual abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. So there you go. No bad touches. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. All right, so... Uh, do you want to cover this one, or you want me to cover what happened? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you take it. <laughs> I'll take a moment to myself. All right, so what we have here is uh, Sparkplug, if you remember, he was revealed to have given the Decepticons the fuel that they needed, and the Transformers, or the Autobots, basically want, a couple of them want to take him out, and Ironhide points out, hey, they're fragile, remember? And yeah. it's like, yeah, but they're traitors. Sparkplug takes this opportunity, because remember, they're still aliens. Yeah. Sparkplug doesn't totally trust them yet. He grabs Buster, and they go running. Uh, Optimus convinces the Autobots, hey, if he can help the Decepticons, he should help us. Uh, Jazz stops the humans from running by using his flamethrower, by yeah. blasting a... F- burning uh, them. Burning yeah. <laughs> Well, he, he has a track record of that. Remember in the IDW run, he killed a human. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jazz, Jazz gets beat, beats up people. <laughs> Jazz kills humans. He's on the jazz. Um, so basically what ends up happening is because of the flames, it startles Sparkplug, who ends up going into like a, a cardiac arrest. Uh, we then see O, which was uh, Buster's friend, hanging out at a bar where his dad dresses up as Optimus Prime. He's trying to get business. We then see that a lot of people are leaving town because of what's been going on with all these Transformers being here. Right. Uh, we then see his uh, Buster's girlfriend, Jessie, looking hot with her friends. They're on their, bikinis, le- their yeah. little leotards because uh, yeah. they're doing ballet. Yeah, whatever. And she can't get her mind off of what's happening with Buster. Ratchet transforms into his uh, ambulance form, and Ratchet and Ironhide are now looking like their car- more like their cartoon not version, the not the toy, toy version. Because yeah. they would look horrible. 
Right. So spark plugs put into there, and Spike is going or Spike Buster Buster is going to drive. When you say Red. Buster, we all know you mean Spike. Right. <laughs> so just say Spike. It's going to drive uh, his dad to the hospital. While he's out, Sparkplug is remembering when he was in Korea, which we've heard many times. I was in Korea. Yeah. Uh, how he was with Mash. He was captured by the enemy, yeah. and he was forced to work on their vehicles mm-hmm. as basically their slave. Well, Bus- mechanic. Right. So, slave mechanic. <laughs> slave mechanic. Sure, right. go. So, Ratchet arrives at the hospital. Buster gets spark plug inside. The military shows up at the Decepticon base, and Megatron walks out, now fully charged up, and the military sh- fires a ton of rockets and everything else at him with no effect. Yeah. Megatron walks back inside as if nothing just happened. Uh, he finds out the status of where everyone wa- how all of his fellow Decepticons are doing, and they basically are getting repaired right now. Megatron sends Ravage to go check out to see how the Autobots are doing. Uh, back at Autobot base of the Ark, uh, we have Huffer, let's Prime know, remember when Ratchet said he found something? Well, here's what he found. And what we see is an, an origin of the Dinobots, which I, re- I really like. I like this better than other versions I've heard. Yeah. Basically what happens is the Ark picked up other Cybertronian signals from the planet someplace else. What it finds is it finds these huge dinosaurs, which it thinks are the like the robot somehow of this planet. But it also finds Shockwave. Right. We don't know it's totally Shockwave yet, unless you know from looking at them that it's Shockwave. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think if you're reading the comic, you don't know who this is yet uh, until well, they finally the first, say who until it they is. Say who it is. Yeah. And then, uh, so what it decide what the Ark decides to do is it's it's desi- decides to take the designs of these creatures that are on the planet. And create the Dinobots to go after Shockwave. Which is now, if you if you're looking at this, and then you go back to the Michael Bay Transformers, they they're looking at what they see here, right. and they're developing robots in alternate modes of what they're actually looking of at. what's around them. And at that time, what Those was around them vehicles. was the dinosaurs. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense to me than just let's create some dumb dinosaurs. Right. Also, these were the Autobots. Right. At the times they were just converted into dinosaur form to blend in. To blend in. Which so, is better than, than you know, I found some bones. Let me ratchet and wheeljack making yeah. some extra parts <laughs> in their dinosaurs. back shed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why Grimlock's stupid. So they send the Dinobots after Shockwave. Shockwave attacks them, but that's when uh, a signal gets jammed, and they never find out what ends up happening. So Optimus decides, well, let's send out a new beacon out there to find out what happened. Mm-hmm. While that goes on, Ravage reports back to Megatron that the Autobots are weakened. It's the perfect time to attack. So, while that's going on, we go back to Autobots, where they decide that they're, the, some of the Autobots are going to transfer their energy into the other Autobots, so this way at least half the Autobot force is at full, full power. Capacity, yeah. Weakening their numbers. Just then, it, when they come out fully charged up, that's when Megatron strikes with a big blast. Buzzsaw and Laserbeak come in. Uh, Ravage jumps out and attack, attacks Mirage, biting his arm off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some losing of arms in these yes. couple of episodes. We then go issues. back. We go back to the probe then that was sent out to find out what happened with Shockwave and the Dinobots. The probe is attacked by Shockwave and it's ripped apart. Uh, we go back to the battle going on where Buzzsaw is attacking them. Uh, Thundercracker's attacking the Autobots. Optimi- uh, Blue Streak decides he's going to go and attack. Um, Megatron on his own, which is not a wise move. No, not, not for him, no. <laughs> uh, Optimus grabs Starscream right out of the air and slams him down, which was awesome. 
Then yeah, we, I didn't feel that was awesome. <laughs> then we go, it, and it shows just how powerful he is. Yeah. So uh, is how they quote it there. Powerful. We go back to Sparkplug, remembering that uh, when Korea he worked days, yeah. his Korean days. Uh, not when he was Korean, but when he fought yeah, when the he Koreans. Was, yeah. So he the Korean War. He sees the vehicles uh, leave after he worked on them, and what he does is uh, you other U.S. soldiers come and rescue him. And he takes great comfort in the fact that he actually messed with the brakes on the Koreans' vehicles yeah. to cause them to go over the edge and to their deaths because they forced him to work against his own his own team. Right, his own will. We are now seeing that the Megatron blasts Optimus Prime's arm off that has his gun. Yeah. The Autobots are getting their asses handed to them. Uh, Buzzsaw attacks Mirage, taking yeah. him out. So it's a, it's a good time all around. <laughs> Basically, the uh, Autobots are getting their asses handed to them, but just as they're about to get the upper hand, all of a sudden they have uh, tummy aches. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that Sparkplug all along had poisoned their fuel source, so this way they would they would die. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So just when we think that Human wins. the Autobots win, boom, a huge blast happens. And there's Shockwave. He's a he's not a small gun like Megatron was. He is actually a full size giant laser gun. Yeah. Um, he blasts all the Autobots and he's standing victorious. And at the end, it says, "Not the end." Yeah. Then we go into issue number five. Last of the retros for today. Uh, issue number five Aww. is <laughs> is was seventy five cents. Came out in February nineteen eighty five. Marvel looking to make a buck. It was called the There's new a trend here, folks. It was, it was called the New Order. Yeah. Uh, writer was Bob Budiansky, and penciler was Alan Kupperberg. Alan Thick. Right. <laughs> what? Show me that smile again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just gave so, another intro. Show me that smile again. Growing pains, people. We're going to hear it. We're going to have growing pains. Oh, no. He did it. <laughs> so we have uh, points of interest with this one. Uh, we have, in the U.S. version of the story, the first page illustrates a scene from the classic TV series, The Honeymooners. Yeah. However, in the U.K. reprint, a publicity still from the contemporary, at that time, contemporary series V was used instead. All in the family. Because they didn't know, yeah. well, they didn't know the, what the Honeymooners, honeymooners yeah. so... Uh, the entire issue is devoid of any standard comic book sound effects such as bathroom or kablam, yeah. like you saw in previous issues. That's too bad. Starting with page number 15 of the U.S. comic, the speech balloons for the Transformers characters change style abruptly from rectangular boxes to rounded balloons that sometimes had zigzags in the part indicating which character was speaking. Well, yeah, yeah. This that. type of speech balloon would continue to be used through issue number 9. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's kind of some interesting things with this issue. Beginning, beginning with this issue, the cover corner box depicts a triumphant shot of Optimus Prime, which is kind of contradictory to what actually happens in the issue. Yeah. The, with the, both arms. The pose is... <laughs> right. The pose is... And a body. Yeah. <laughs> the pose is different from that which appears on issue number one, mm -hmm. uh, which was a character model pose. This image would be used for 24 more issues, along with the adaptation, the Transformers, the movie, and the first issue of the Headmasters, before returning to issues 50 through 75. 
Uh, in issue number 22 of the UK comic included Robot War, the first in an irregular series of text featuring summarizes events seen in the comic so far. Uh, U.S. issue number five cover, the iconic cover of Shockwave. Yeah. Who burned uh, all our... All our dead. All, yeah, all our dead. Um, in the Wall by Mark Bright. That's who did the cover. The cover is possibly the most well-known of all the Transformers comics. And yeah. has been homaged or reproduced in uh, official media at least three times. So that's pretty cool. Uh, once in a panel of Dreamwaves, The War Within. So... Yeah. Uh Reprints of, of this issue are in Transformers Comics Magazine number three, Transformers Comic Magazine uh, number one, which came out in 1989. The other one came out in 1987. 2003, Transformers Beginnings, which is this trade again. 2008, Classic Transformers, Volume 1, and 2011, Classic Transformers. That's it as far as that. So to go into what happens as far as the story here, again, as mentioned, the Honeymooners issue, or page, page yeah. that we're seeing there, because what's, it's a movie. what's happening is TV. Shockwave's watching to see what's going on with this planet, and he, he sees like a soap opera scene, he sees a let's make a, let's deal. Make a deal, which watching TV. was kind of funny because he says, uh, take your time, Mrs. Shumway, and I immediately thought of Alf. Alf, yeah. Gordon Shumway. Yeah. Ha! Yeah! I kill me! <laughs> So then we see that there's an oil rig that's been produced and it's by this like teenage techie girl. She was the designer behind the whole thing. Shockwave decided... a lot of who we're making. Yes, she is. Um, he re- re- Shockwave realizes this planet's enslavement is inevitable. It's going to be very simple to do. And then he walks into the other room and there's all the Autobots hanging mm. up upside down. Like drying meat. Look like they're dead. Yeah. He goes and checks on the status of all the other Decepticons, seeing that they're all being repaired. Yeah. Megatron thanks him and you know says, "I can't wait to you know take over, you know take my command again." But Shockwave says, so. "I don't think so." No way, bitch. We get a whole <laughs> uh, recap of everything that happened up to this point. So if you didn't pick up the miniseries and you picked up with issue number five, it you would retell. You kind of know yeah. what happened. Uh, Megatron realizes he just needs to bide his time. Uh, once, once he's again. full strength, he can yep. overtake him. Ratchet, who's back at the hospital with Buster, in uh, ambulance form, says, "I'm not able to get in touch with the others. Uh, yeah. The others, we need to go back and check it out." So Buster goes back inside, tell his dad, Sparkplug, "I need to go uh, with Ratchet, so this way he's he, you know he can keep his camouflage." Sparkplug basically tells him, "Okay, but you're going to say goodbye." Yeah, um, and. Buster has a little tear because he's sad about that. He doesn't want to leave these, his buddies. These are his new friends. Shockwave, Before this is like with shit. Yeah. Shockwave orders all of the Decepticons to take the Autobots' uh, bodies and store them because they're going to use them as spare parts in mm-hmm. the future. The yeah. only one that they're not going to use do that with is Optimus Prime because every j- lifetime there is the creation matrix that is bestowed upon one Autobot. And Shockwave believes, based on everything he knows... That Optimus Prime is this creation, uh, does have this creation matrix, and Megatron asks him, "What are you going to do with that?" And he says, "Well, we need to make more Decepticons if we're going to rule this planet." So yeah. that's right there. They're setting up. You're going to find more Transformers going forward from this point. Yeah. So uh, it's more toys. Yes. <laughs> so then we have uh, Shockwave flies away as his gun in his gun form. Uh, we have Buster and Ratchet showing up at at the uh, Ark uh, Volcano base. And they realize that it's been taken over. Spark, uh, not Spark, but Buster, Buster decides yeah. he's going to go inside because he probably won't be noticed as much as Ratchet is. Yeah, and, and he sees them hanging he up. He finds yeah. all the Autobots hanging up, 
and then he finds Optimus Prime, and Optimus Prime is just a head now. Just a head. And he says, Buster Witwicky, you must help me. You are the Autobot's last hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're, You're my, my only hope. hope. <laughs> and Optimus? Next issue, we will get Megatron versus Shockwave to the death. Dun-dun-dun. So, leave on that cliffhanger on that, so yep. tune back in for that. Yep. One other special little tidbit treat for you guys here. We're going to do a little Christmas memory for you guys. What we're going to do is um, just go over some, you know, GI Joe characters, toys that we had. As we're going to talk, kid. yeah, we're going to talk about maybe some some of the first uh, wave or two that came out, nineteen eighty two, maybe nineteen eighty three. Just kind of talk about what ones we had. We'll probably do this with some of the other toy lines, toy lines, or, or different Joe years, different years, and everything. Each else, episode, so, so just yeah. a little retro toy review with our retro comics. So, uh, in 1982, we had... Well, these are the straight-arm Joes. These are the straight-arm Joes, yes. So, so we just had, throw it out there. I had no straight-arm Joes Okay. Did you have any? I think I had Grunt. All right, let's skip to 83 since all we right. didn't have these. Okay. Because they're exactly the same figures, just with a swivel arm right. grip. Okay. Uh, bringing up 83 right now. And we're and just to let you know, we're using uh, jo- com and using their archives to kind of look to see what was out then. So, uh, in 1983, there was Airborne. I had Airborne. Did you have Airborne? I did not have Airborne. I did. Destro, I did have Destro. I did have Destro, yeah. Uh, Doc, I did not have. I did not have Doc as a kid either. I do have him now, but not as a kid. Gung-Ho, I did not have. I did. Um, I remember Gung-Ho was your favorite. Wasn't that your first one? No, it wasn't the first one. It was one of my first four, yeah. It was actually the third one I got. Okay. Major Blood. Did not have him as a kid. Always wanted him. I never had him as a kid. Snow job. I had that one as a kid. Yeah, I, I loved it. Did not uh, torpedo. Yes, I, I did have torpedo. Yes, uh, tripwire. I did not have. I did not have him as a kid either. No, no. these ones came with vehicles. We can vehicle drivers. Yeah, which gold? Which Yeah, yeah. Uh, ace. No, I didn't have the sky strike. Oh, I did. Oh. You bastard. <laughs> Cover girl. I did not have. I did because I had the Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Grand slam. I did have. Uh, I did not have Grand slam because I didn't have the jump. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jetpack. That yeah. I came with. I didn't have him. No. Um, grunt. And his tan form. That was with the G.I. Glider. Did you have that? I did not. I didn't either, no. No. Uh, Hiss Driver. I had that because I had the Hiss. I never had the Hiss tank. Ooh, I did. Yeah, uh, Viper Pilot. That was with the, the Cobra Glider. Oh, okay. I'm I never was that had with the that Rattler? No, the Cobra Glider. Okay. Wild Bill. I had that because I had the Dragonfly. I did not. Ooh. Uh, I did not have the Dragonfly. Uh, and Mail-In was Duke. I never had the mail-away Duke. I did I have a, a Duke. I had a Well, the mail-away Duke. Duke came in a little box, and he had yeah. like a flag sticker he put on his arm, but yeah. I never had the mail-away Duke. Yeah. Um, then we had Swivel Arm Battle Group. Do you want to go over those? Yeah, those were the ones in 82 that got the Swivel Arm okay. treatment, so those are the ones we had. So we had uh, Breaker. I had Breaker. I did not. Uh, Cobra, I assume that's the enemy. The enemy, the soldier. Yeah, I had yeah, that. I had that. Cobra Commander. Um, we talked about this. I don't think I had Cobra Commander other than this Battle Armor Cobra Commander. I had this Cobra Commander. It was actually given to me. Okay. Uh, Cobra Officer, I did not have. Yes. Flash, I had Flash. Yes, Flash was my first G.I. Joe. That's, okay, that's what I remember. Grunt, I had, I had standard I had Grunt. Grunt. I yeah. think I had straight arm Grunt, but I'm not sure. I had swivel arm Grunt. Um, rock and Roll, I never had. I did, yes. Uh, Scarlet, I never had. I didn't have any women as a kid. I did. I had Scarlet. She had a little slingshot on her butt. Uh, short Fuse, I had. Yes, I had him, yes. Uh, snake Eyes, I think. I never had this Snake Eyes as a really? kid. Really? I had no, this one. I did I, not. I did have this one. He escaped me. Um, Stalker, I did not have. I did not have Stalker. Um, I always wanted him. Zap, I think I had Zap. I had Zap, yes. Uh, vehicle Drivers, we had Clutch. I never had uh, the Clutch Vamp as a kid growing up. I did. No, I did not. I did have that. Um, Grand Slam? No, I didn't have... That's the... That came with the jump thing. Right. I never had that. There was a red pad one yep. and a silver pad. Yeah. I never had either. I had the red pad one. Okay. 
Uh, Hawk. I did have Hawk. I had Hawk. It came with the uh, mobile missile yep. system, the MMS. Or yep. And then Steeler. No, I didn't have no, the Mobat. No. I didn't have the Mobat either. No. That so was pretty so fun. So you guys are finding out that uh, we didn't have as much as we thought we had. Yeah. <laughs> Until maybe later years. Yeah. Uh, so we'll cover maybe 1984. Yeah, let's do one more and year. We'll do, sure. Yeah. We'll do one more year. Because um, we want, I mean, this might be boring for some people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty so, cool. Uh, it's nice to reminisce. Maybe you guys will, when we say the names, you guys might even be like, oh, I had that. Oh, yeah, I had, I had that, that one. one. Yeah, sure. Uh, Baroness. I did not have the Baroness. I did not kid. either. No. I, I, at least I didn't have any women. So. Oh, yeah. The only woman I did have is I had Zorana. Oof, what yeah, a pick. I know. I ended up getting some of these later on in life, but just as a kid. Yeah, my as a kid. I, yeah, notes, and that's what we're talking about as a kid. I have. I mean, I have a Baroness. I have, now, a, I have yeah. like two or three Baronesses right now. Nice. So, um, Blowtorch. I did have Blowtorch. I did too. I, I love that figure as yeah. a kid, yeah. Duke, we talked yes. about that. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Firefly, I had Firefly. Yes, had Firefly, yeah. Um, that figure of Firefly was actually stolen by my cousin, and I got it back. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was one of my favorite figures to play with. Oh, yeah. Too. He was a really cool looking figure. Because again, I thought he was a ninja, and then I found out later he wasn't Sanator, a ninja, yeah. and I'm like, that's even cooler. Yeah. Mutton with a telephone. Yep. Mutton junkyard. Yes. I did not one. I did not have Ooh, them. Ooh, yes. I have them now, but yes. I did not have them then. Twenty fifth yes. style. Yeah. Uh Rakondo. Yes. I did not That was have my Rikondo. second Joe. Jungle Trooper. Nice. Jungle Recon. Ripcord. Yes. I had Ripcord. The the white yes. ripcord. Yes. Red hair. Uh, Wallace Ro- Weems. Yes. Uh Roadblock. <laughs> I had Roadblock. I never had this version of Roadblock. I had the other version, version two. The later Roadblock. version. Yeah. I never had this one. I always wanted it. I had this version. Uh, scrap Iron. I had Scrap Iron. Yeah. I did not have Scrap Iron. I, I like that one. Uh, Spirit. I had Spirit. I did not have Spirit. That was one of the ones that I always wanted, and I was never able to find them. I'll tell you what happened, though, with Spirit. Funny story. Uh, it was around Christmas time, mm-hmm. too, so it kind of brings us up here. I thought I lost the figure... Because it fell between, we had a, a big giant lazy boy chair. Yeah. It fell in the chair cushion, and oh, I missed wow. him for like a couple of days. Wow. And all of a sudden, my mom pulled the cushion out. There he is. But wow. uh, another thing that happened, I thought I dropped him in the snow. I'm outside looking all around for right. him because we went to grandma's house, and I backtracked a little bit. And yeah. Oh, I was losing my mind because I just got him for Christmas. But uh, Freedom's feet that held on to his yeah. arm ended up falling off. Of course. The little belt that went on him, the Native yeah. American belt. The the part that snaps broke on broke. You know? Yeah, so. Wow. And then. Sad memory, sad memory. I know, and then the part that held his. The only Joe that ever did this for me, his knee, uh, you know, it bends. Mm-hmm. It was such a softer plastic, it bent forward mm-hmm. and it just broke right off. Oh, wow. So the little peg that held his knee, so I stuffed it back in there, and I didn't really play with him too much. Wow. But that figure, the plastic on that figure was all kind of messed up because yeah. everything breaks on him. Yeah. At least mine did. I have, I have Spirit now. I actually bought a, a one off of you. Yeah, the 25th style. So, I have, yeah. Uh, Storm Shadow. Yes. I did have Storm Shadow. That was my uh, first Cobra that I bought. Yeah. Because the, the kid next door gave me the Cobra Commander yep. earlier. But Storm Shadow was the first Cobra I bought my fourth Joe overall. Nice. Loved him. Uh, Clutch. With that was with the, the tan yeah. vamp. I never had it. Okay. Uh, I didn't either. Uh, Copperhead. I had Copperhead. It came with a water moccasin. Water moccasin, yeah. yeah. Love I, that one. Yeah. I had that. Uh, Cutter. I had Cutter. It came with the hovercraft. I did not have the hovercraft. I know. That that was that was my holy grail one that I never <laughs> had that I really wanted. Um, Deep Six. Never had Deep Six and a shark as a kid. Yeah, I didn't either. Never had that one. Uh, Stinger Driver. I, I did have the Cobra Stinger, yeah, which was too. the black Cobra yep. Vamp Jeep. Yep. Which I because it had a missile rack on the back. Yep. He was great. I loved it. I like yeah. that better than the. the I did vamp, too. So. That's why I like that one better. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, Thunder. 
He came with the slugger. I didn't have him. I didn't have that him was either. the green tank with a big giant. Oh yeah, no, I didn't have that barrel on it. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Wild Weasel. I had him because I had the Rattler. <laughs> I did not have the Rattler. Ooh, that was good. Um, Zartan. Yes, I never had Zartan. Oh no, that was my Holy Grail figure. I never had. Yeah, he turned blue. Came with a swamp right. spear in the box. I got Xandar. Oh. <laughs> Zartan's actually nominated for our Action Figure Hall of Fame. I know. Which we will have results next episode. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, Hooded Cobra Commander was a mail Mail away. I had this one, yeah. I did not. I remember saving my little flag points and sending in for the Hooded Cobra Commander. The more I'm looking at these, the more I'm thinking maybe 1985 was when I really got really heavy into it. I had some of these, but I didn't have... I wasn't really heavy, heavy into them, evidently. Well, this was the first season of the cartoons, too, so maybe by the next season of cartoons... 85 is when you get like the flinch, the shipwreck. Very well. And that's when the head becomes a, a ball instead of yeah. the thin. They yeah. can just go left and right. Right. They can go up and down and yeah. left and right. So yeah. good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Definitely. So, like I said, occasionally here and there we'll bring them, bring them back. Uh, now, next. Yeah, we could do Transformers. Yeah. But we went absolutely. over the first wave of that and, you know, years of that. And Masters Universe, we could work that in. Absolutely. Just a new little, you know, um, retro toy review. Now, next episode, I retro know we're, we were supposed to cover this. In November, we never did. We didn't forget about it. But yeah, the next, holidays. Yeah. Next episode, which will be after Christmas, uh, we're going to do the Mega Man Spotlight. Yeah, he's there. So it's still there. We know. I just have to read the books. <laughs> I've read them already. You can blame me. But no, I'm not blaming you. Uh, we, we, but, we get busy. In the yeah, just things are crazy. Yeah. So this is an extra long episode for you guys. You guys should be happy. Tied you over. <laughs> Hopefully Merry tied Christmas. you over yeah. through Christmas. And then we'll be back after Christmas. And we'll cover, like I said, the results of the Hall of Fame. We'll do the we're going to do the Mega Man Spotlight. Yeah. We'll, we'll obviously respond to any feedback you guys have given us. Uh, we did not have any iTunes reviews, so no, no, no good things about the X Men. So please leave an iTunes review if you want to put Chuck through torture. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I want to do is, since it is Christmas, obviously, that, again, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, little Christmas memory, the the best since we talked about GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the memory that sticks out for me the most uh, about Christmas and G.I. Joe is I got the G.I. Joe headquarters for Christmas one right. year, yeah. which was just flipping awesome, mm-hmm. awesome playset, awesome. Uh, and then one other Christmas, uh, I got the tactical battle platform. I got that one Christmas. I got that one Christmas, too. I got that one Christmas, and the same Christmas, I think I got the hydrofoil. For nice. Cobra, so like it kind of went together. Yeah, I had the hydrofoil. I didn't get it for Christmas. I remember getting the battle platform because you could have the hydrofoil attack the battle platform. Yeah, so it was cool. I, I, this was my my parents were split up and divorced. Uh, long story short, uh, but I went to my dad's and my dad actually bought that for me for mm-hmm. Christmas. But what he did was we had a stairway and we had this big giant um, I don't know, desk bureau type thing. But he hid the box wrapped behind that since it was so big. So you mm-hmm. couldn't see it when you walked gotcha. around, but you could see it down the stairs. Right. And the, the paper, it didn't cover this much of the box, like, you know, a certain section. Like, two like foot, a, a two foot, yeah. or two inches by a foot, maybe. Yeah. So you could actually see it's a G.I. Joe battle platform. I'm like, sweet, nice. I got it. Nice. And I, I knew what I had for like three or four days before Christmas. Nice. And, you know, I'm at the age where you know, I, um, my dad bought that. Obviously, I'm not going to rub it in anymore, but obviously my best G.I. Joe Christmas was the USS Flag Christmas. That's, oh, you got that for Christmas? That, awesome. I got that for Christmas. Awesome. That's pretty much... Pretty much all I got that Christmas. Well, yeah. For good reason, yeah. Um, I think I may have gotten a couple other figures or something like that. that Yeah, I remember the year I got the battle platform, I got like a wallet, one of the Velcro wallets, and had some money in it. So you DC Noise guys who thought I was had rich parents or I was rich, and that's why I got the USS Flag. No, my parents just my parents were working class guy people. They he was rich and they bought it for him. No, no, my dad was a blue collar worker. He busted his ass. My mom worked at a bank. 
at a processing center. They were very blue collar people. They just saved a little bit of money away every month so that towards Ryan Christmas. Have the flag. So and then they got <laughs> me the USS flag. And that, like I said, that's pretty much all I got. I think I may have gotten one or two figures in my stocking. I don't know, but again, back then figures were like two bucks, three, two bucks, two, yeah. two three bucks. So. I remember with some of the money that I got with the wallet that I had, the, the Velcro wallet, yeah. which was a style back then, I bought Dusty okay. to go with my battle platform. And I'm like, why did I buy a Desert Trooper to go with the battle platform? And I got one other thing. But then it was as a Lady kid, J. you didn't care. It was Lady J and Dusty, and I'm like, why did I buy these figures to go with? I should have bought like a wetsuit. Or yeah, they, um, or, you know, yeah, my, I, I, eel or something. I remember even my parents saying to me as a kid, like, Shipwreck. are you sure that this is what you want this for what Christmas? You want. Yeah. Cause this is probably all you get from Santa. Yes. Yes. This is all I want. <laughs> I um, never had that talk with mom or dad. <laughs> so, all right. So to contact us or, or to, uh, find us, go to starjoes.com. You'll find a lot of information there. I still have to add some information there. Uh, you can find us on the comicforums.com. You can communicate with us. We have a good, great community there of yeah. people talking to us every day. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. There's a profile page and a fan site. I recommend the fan site. That's where you'll get little... I've been adding like little pictures on there of stuff we talk about in the episode. That's like, where the Toys for Tots are. That's where the Toys for yeah. Tots pictures are. But it's also, like I said, I, I've been putting like a special photo album together of every episode. If we mention a certain picture or something like that, I try to yeah. put it in there as a quick scan so this way people can kind of see what we're talking about. Um, so definitely go to the fan site. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app. We've been getting a lot of downloads on Stitcher Radio nice, lately. Nice, nice. Thanks, so, guys. Thanks. So that's really cool. It's a free app, and there's a lot of different programs that you can find on there, and Star Joe's is one of them. Yeah, put it on your computer machine or mobile phone. We had seven people make us their, one of their fa- uh, favorites on Stitcher Radio. Nice. So that's cool. People um, are awesome. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Yeah. Again, it's free on there. So you can... Yeah. And subscribe. That's one thing we haven't mentioned lately. I think people are downloading the episode, but we're not getting a lot of subscribers. Oh, yeah. You can subscribe for free. Sure. And good. then every time a new episode comes up, it automatically, automatically downloads. downloads for you. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. Yeah, um, I listen to myself on my own iPod. Yes, and, I do. And yes, I'm the first person to download it because as soon as I post it, I already have iTunes up and it automatically Ooh. downloads. So I'm usually the first person that downloads our episode. Yeah. So there's always one hit right away. <laughs> and it's him. And then, uh, let's see, what else do we have? We have You can email us at starjoes.com, or starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Yes, starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the phone number is 440-941-JOES, J-O-E-S. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. It's at starjoespodcast. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, and soon to be... Oh, soon to be part of GeekCast. Yes. Uh, I don't know if we, you wanted to throw it out there or not. Uh, I submitted the application. Uh, we've already had some talks already. And all it is, just to let you guys know, maybe to kind of set you guys up We're for the new year. selling out to the main. No, not no. at all. <laughs> uh, to, to, we wanted to find the right group. Yeah. And this is the right group for us. Because here's what basically happens. It's going to give us more exposure, which means more people for you guys to all interact with. We larger get to community, larger community. We get to keep everything that we're doing the way we're doing it. The, we don't have to change our language. We don't have to change our forums. We don't have to change anything. We don't have to re- redirect our website to their website. All we have, all we have to do, which makes perfect sense, there'll be an occasional commercial for another show. another show that um, is part of Geekcast. Yeah. What's on Joe? What's Mind. on Joe Mind? They're part of the show, so and we're happy to do that in our show. 
you're going to hear commercials for them promoting their podcast. They're going to promote They're us. They're going to promote us. It's 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 a crossover, it, and thing. it's just like you would like if you've been following CGS. They do the same thing. They'll mention other podcasts, or DC Noise mentions other yeah. podcasts. That's all we're doing. They have GI Joe podcasts on there with what's on Joe Mind. They have Transformers podcasts. Yeah. We're promoting other podcasts, and they're going to promote us. That's really... It's just love. That's all it is. It's Christmas know? love. So It's uh, the Christmas miracle. And, and here's the great thing with GeekCast. They do a lot of 80s properties. Yes, they do. So, we so we're, co- we're filling in right at home there. Yeah, so we cover the comics. A lot of their other podcasts cover the TV shows. The toys. The toys. The cartoons. Where they're centered yeah. on those things. Yes, we do touch on those things, but... Primarily, we, it's Primarily comics, comics so... Um, so with that, uh, I do, do we have a special holiday song at the end after we say goodbye? Very appropriate for 80s and also explosions. Let's just leave it at that. But you, you'll you'll have to hear after we say goodbye. But uh, with that, we'll close by saying the force will be with you. Because no against is half the battle. Take care, guys. Merry Christmas. I'm